Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. That's right, we're riding with the King, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you and Howard Esk with us, sponsored by Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity Mobile is a sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge, a different kind of network designed to save you money. Howard, how are we doing tonight? Another day in paradise. That's what they call Arizona, yes. right? Paradise. Wasn't there, isn't there, I think there's actually a there's town pa- called Paradise. I there. think there's, there's Paradise Valleys here, right? That's right. But that's not where we are. We're, we're in Phoenix. <laughs> right. We're in Phoenix. The game's at Glendale. We're in Phoenix. There, there's a paradise. The hotels are all over the place. It's yes. Just, it's it, it's an interest. If you love golf and you're not working. Well, that's place. it. I mean, we're working. But I've, I've noticed that there's a ton of people playing golf, like oh, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Golf everywhere. Yep. Uh, not golf on Sunday, though, Howard. we got a Super Bowl on Sunday. Yep. As we get closer and closer. Um, what's the vibe around the team? Every time I talk to Elliot, he says they seem like business as usual. Yes. Uh, and um, I was asked that. Uh, today, I guess by uh, the camera and Richie, and it's yeah, it's business as usual. It's really business as usual, and they're what they're doing. They're playing ping pong and playing basketball. I guess they have all that stuff set up in the hotel. Right. Uh, and yeah, they're just trying to act like it was normal, but it's not normal. But you can't, you don't see it when you when you talk to the players, and they do what they do on the road but they're on the road for a week right so uh yeah i mean you just you watch them and they they say all the right things it's really when it comes to the game they can't overreact and here's a point that i brought up which players are creatures of habit Mm -hmm. we know that right when they come out on the field you know for all the other games it's 12 minutes till kickoff so, they, so like a 1 o'clock game, they're coming out 12.50. Whatever it is, it's right. 12 minutes yeah. before kickoff. And they have it timed, and they have clocks in the locker room. And the Super Bowl, when you come out, it's 25. And you can't stay in the locker room because they do some of the, the national anthems. Yeah. Well, the national anthems earlier because right. they got other things. To, there's, there's other things they're doing this year. Something with the trophy, I understand. But, 
which is not a presentation, obviously. So it's 25 minutes. So now it's twice as long. You know, but that happens for both teams. Now, most of the guys with the Eagles haven't been in it. I seven, guess I, six or seven left from that team. Something like yeah. that. And Kansas City, I don't know how many it is, but it's got to be a lot because it's only like what two three years. years ago. Two years, right? Two, the, uh, oh yeah. The the pandemic year, they played the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Okay. So and they lost that. Yes. Um, so, but that it, it was two years ago. So that's different. The halftime is probably like 30 minutes that's different you know you, you get you can't allow yourself to get edgy so i wonder i wonder how creative nick sirianni will be with trying but you don't want to do too many things right you know with doing things at halftime to keep the guys from not lapsing and continuing to think about the game so other than that but the players are acting just like they would all the time. Well, that's and, good. Yeah, and to your point, I'm not. I'm just quickly going through their roster. There's at least ten, and I didn't even continue to count. Like they have, right. they have a good amount of guys that have been here, right. including the quarterback. You know, yeah. Mahomes, who's been here before. So that's a big deal. I mean, that in halftime is just so different. It's so different between the regular season or even the oh, playoffs. Yeah. It's just the Super Bowl's a different game. It's just it's totally different. Well, the NFL doesn't really. They care about the game, but they don't care about the game. No. They care about their money. I mean, I'm well, I mean, look honest. at this whole week here. I mean, this is, it's just it's out of control. It's a, it's a big uh, um, but it, it is what it is. So you can't sponsor the national anthem. Uh, but, but I guess there's other things there that are some and TV probably has more commercials. So they get more from television. Of We're course. Having all that. So whatever. But the players are acting normal. Yes. And, uh, you know, I see them around the hotel. The normal. Uh, they're just everything's normal. I don't see much of them, uh, but it, whatever the case, yeah, I don't notice. I don't notice a difference. Good. Well, yeah. that's what you want. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Riding with the King live from Phoenix, Arizona. As we get set for the Super Bowl. All right, Howard. As the week has gone on, g- give me your thought on the game. How how it's it, has it changed at all? I mean, I, I I feel like they're better, top to bottom, but I am worried about Mahomes on the other side. It's just like I I keep. That's the one part of this I can't get past. I think they're a better team. I think it's it's right they're favored by by a point or so, point okay. and a half. But I'm worried about Mahomes. Okay, I'm going to give you a number. Okay. Okay. The Eagles have the better defense. Yes. Correct. Yes. Okay. Ranking better defense. So I don't know if this will cure your panic. Not panic. Uh, it's it's concern. Uh, okay, concern. Mark, I talked to Mark Lawrence this afternoon, and he gave me some numbers. And one number that kind of stands out a little bit, 45 out of 56 Super Bowls were won by the team with the better defense. That's a big number. Yeah, it really is a big number. because you know, Offense wins games. Sure. But defense stops teams, I guess, is if you want to try to separate the two. got to score. And I think somebody's going to have to score in the high 20s mm-hmm. to win. Um, but – that's a pretty. That's a pretty strong number. Well, it is, and it goes back a long time now. That's fifty-six Super Bowls, yeah. and you know the game has changed, but still, it's still working, right? It's still going there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think back to um, what was that Denver Super Bowl when they played the Panthers? Panthers are the number one offense in the NFL, and they beat them. We we do see that. That that's a big number. Um, now the defense has to play like it has for, and it, it's been the defense has been great the last five or six or seven weeks. All great. Right. I'm going to give you another. All right. Another, 
And, but and, by the time we're done with this, I'm gonna I'm gonna be all over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, feel great again. Okay, only two Super Bowl quarterbacks who led the league in passing yards have faced the opponent that ranked number one in pass defense. Okay. Okay. Only two. Both those teams lost. That was Peyton Manning in Denver, forty-three to eight. To the Seahawks. Yeah, to the Seahawks. That, that game was over at the beginning. It was the safety right away. Yeah, right. And then Rich Gannon. I saw Rich the other Against day. Against the Bucks. Uh, and Oakland to Tampa in Super Bowl thirty-seven. Lost forty-eight to twenty-one. So and neither of those, an, neither were close. Those games you brought up. No, nope, that's right. It, look, just look at the scores. All right, what do you make of this? So, so now are you little feel a little less? better? Yeah, okay, feel a little okay, better. Okay. What do you make of? The Eagles, although it's a really good defense, all these sacks, they haven't faced many quarterbacks near the top of the league. Like, how do we? What, what do we do with that? Because it's well, true. Well, has Kansas City faced many quarterbacks at the top of the league? No, no. But we're not talking about their defense. We're talking about the Eagles' defense. And who's the best quarterbacks well, they faced? Cousins, Dak, Goff. Is that it? Probably. Yeah. So they haven't seen a Mahomes, an Allen, a Burrow. We haven't seen them this year. No. So is that defense? Is well, the Kansas def- City faced the only good one they probably faced. Well, they have to face Herbert, right? They faced Herbert twice. Okay. They faced and Allen. They faced Burrow. Right. Twice. So they faced better quarterbacks. And who did they lose to? They lost to the, the Colts, which is weird. The Eagles almost lost to the Colts, too. It's just yeah. it, That's just bizarre because yeah. they were a bad team. They lost to the Colts. They lost to the Bills and the Bengals. Those are the three. So losses. they lost to two of the better quarterbacks. They did. Okay. And Jalen Hurts has played like one of the better quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean Jalen Hurts isn't Patrick Mahomes, but he's he's played well. Yeah. Yeah, he's played well. You can't, you cannot take that away from him. And I don't know where it, com- it came from, but John Ritchie probably looks at some. <laughs> oh, what did Some say? illegal, some illegal social media site. <laughs> what did he say? He says. I just, you know, there was a report. It's always there's a report mm. that Jalen Hurts will have to have surgery after the season. Said too. Yeah, that's exactly right. I said, who said that? It's not social. It's not media. Uh, actually, the guy from the Los Angeles Times, a writer, uses that. Every it's a good a line. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what it is, but it's not. It's certainly not media. It's or not social. media. It's, it's nonsense. Not, no. Okay. So now, when you, uh, where did that come from? Like. Uh, no, I, I, I'm not. I'm not heard anything like that. He looks fine to me, as far as his shoulder. Do you think we'll find out now, exactly? Now, Johnson's what, probably going to have to have. Oh yeah. Do you think we'll find out exactly what Hurts has been dealing with after this game? Because it, it's been vague. Like we got the. I know what he's dealing. It's it's something with the SC joint. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's legit. That's legit. And it can't be when he came back for the Giants. I think there was some concern. Right. But there's no concern now. No concern. How about the way he's thrown the ball since he's come back? You think he's looked the same? It was a little off in that Niners game, felt like. Well, he played the, one of the best I defenses know. in the league. I know. But, I mean, he had a pass down the field to AJ, and he missed him. Yeah, but yeah. he missed it by, what, one and a half yeah, yards. but during the season, he hit that a lot. Yeah. I think he's going to have to hit those throws to win this he's, game. I, I, all right, here we go. R-E-L-A-X. Uh, listen, listen, you know what happens? Two weeks to the game, you start worrying about all these things. That's what happens. I got, I got two weeks to think you about this dog. game. You have a dog? Yeah, but she's at home. I'm oh, here. Okay. I'm not with the dog this week. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, well, then get, get, 
Uh, I tell you what, get your wife to send a picture. <laughs> I have, I got one today. She's, <laughs> okay. she's doing well. Okay. Dog is doing well. Okay. I'm nervous. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Okay, so upper twenties is the number you, you think. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Twenty seven ish. Yeah. Okay. I th- I don't think the Patriots or Patriots. I always say the Patriots. Why? I don't. Well, know. they've been in this game a lot. Yeah. Right. Okay. I don't think the Chiefs will score more than twenty four. I think that's their well, top number. If the Eagles do that, they're going to win the game. If they I hold Mahomes so. to 24 or less, they're yep. going to win. Okay, and here's another thing, and the defense can dictate that. The Eagles, if they don't turn the ball over, mm-hmm. which is easy to say, uh, not as easy to do, they will win the game. But it was brought up by an Eagles person as I was talking to him. They said, well, if the Chiefs don't turn it over, then it's a close game. So you got to hope the Chiefs turn it over, which Patrick Mahomes does once in a while. Once in a while, gets, he does. He gets cute. Gets a little cute, and his off-script plays, as they like, as the coaches call him, his his off-script plays. He gets he gets uh, has a little he has guts to try to make things that you know maybe really have to be really good, and probably in a lot of cases shouldn't have made the throw. I'm looking at Kansas City this year, Howard, because you mentioned 24. By the way, okay, go ahead. There's something else. That came. Yeah, so 24 is the number you say. You think the Eagles could hold them to 24 or less. That's rare, and when they are under 24, they usually lose the game. That, okay. That's kind of their number, right around 24, 23, 24. That's, when they're over that, they win. When they're under it, they lose. You know, the Chiefs have a minus turnover number, too. That's a big deal. Yes. The Eagles now, the plus. Eagles number is not as good as it was midway no, through the but, season. No, but it's still, still plus. Plus, plus eight. Yeah, plus eight. And I think Kansas City is minus four, minus five, somewhere in there. But it's still minus. I wonder how many teams have won the Super Bowl with a minus on the season. Probably not many. Right? I mean, that's the key during the year most games. Yep, that's exactly right. All right, so how are the Eagles getting there in this game, and how are they holding them down? Do you think they're going to run the ball to keep Mahomes off the field, or are they playing to score? I think you can pass the ball against. Well, I do too, but then you you could create extra possessions. Quick game, right? Fast possession, fast you possession. You got to score, but you got to force them to. But do you don't, but you want to keep Mahomes off the field. Like there's a delicate balance to it. Well, I think obviously there'll be some running in there, but I think you got to you, you got to score. You got to score, and I think against Kansas City, to score you got to pass. A team's there's some. Thing with teams that rush for, let me give you this hundred yard stat. So that'll that'll want them. Oh, the Eagles are fourteen and zero this season when they rush for hundred yards. Now they're usually up in those games. Yeah, now, so right? that's really uh, that's really not a. Uh, I don't think that's a great uh, a great. It's number. not predictive, right? Just because you run for hundred. I'm going to give you something else. All right, See, I like I'm this. I'm trying. I'm trying. Listen, I'm writing all these down. Yeah, thanks. Don't, I'm going to thank Mark Lawrence. You know, too bad because it's the logistics aren't right to have him on Saturday, but Timing, I'll, tell you, yeah. I'll tell you who he likes. Um, and this this is a good one. We always had heard, and I heard the same thing, when Andy Reid has a week of an extra week to prepare for a game. Yep, off the bye. Andy yeah. off the bye. It's good, right? Of course. Okay, here we go. It it's might bring you down okay. a little bit closer to being calmer. All right, Andy Reid. Is 10, 14, and 1 straight up. I guess there was a tie in there somewhere. And 10 and 15 against the spread versus an opponent also playing with a weak arrest. So, what that tells you is 
when he's got the advantage of the week and the other team plays, then he wins. But when both teams have the bye, it's not. He's got a losing record. Well, he's record. one and two in would the Super have, Bowl. Would you have? Th- would you have? No, I really wouldn't have thought, thought that. Yeah. No, but he is one and two in the I, Super I'm Bowl. I'm trying so that, to that, bring. I'm trying. Well, that to makes me feel better. <laughs> makes me feel better. Because I don't want you to. I don't want you to panic. I'm not panicked. You know, I just you're have. I out of town. I got nerves for this game. Yeah. Did you feel? Do you feel as good about this one as you did five years ago? I felt going into the Patriots game, they were going to win. This one, I feel like they. They can win. I think they'll win. You know, it's kind of interesting you say that because the the fans were scared to death. These fans are, and now it's just now everyone's every, confident. Oh yeah, it's just like double digits, uh, fourteen points. Yeah, they're out of their mind. So, I did feel good. I was on the our Boston station, and those guys were so pumped up because it was Brady and it was oh, Belichick yeah. and all that nonsense. Uh, I said the Eagles are going to win the game. I thought the Eagles are going to win the game because I just thought Nick Foles had a calm he did. to him. Now, I noticed it more in the game. Had a calm, and I, That's one of the things that I try to look for on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And now with TV, with the cameras all over the place, you know, you get cutaways, which don't always tell you the re- what they're called in television, cutaways, like really brief three to four right. second shots. And you can't tell if they've stayed calm. If, you know, I'll try, I'll try to remember what was done during the season at certain times Mm -hmm. and if they change that up a little bit because but i look for a calm i'm going to look for a calm from nick sirianni but i like his personality Uh, i i mean if he practices what he preaches he'll stay in the moment and the moment's the game the moment's not the super bowl right it's the game so and I, i i've always noticed him you know, it's on that uh, Dallas station, a bunch of losers. Oh, how are those dopes doing? Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, it's just still pumped up about the, the Cowboys. Idiots. All right. Uh, idiots. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I, whatever. Uh, so, they're they're all over Nick Sariani. Oh, he's dancing around if you were oh, somewhere Oh, they're so upset else. about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's, you know, so, you know, you see a quick shot. He happened to look at the camera and he was excited because that that, that camera that goes over the field. Yeah. So, you know, just so you get a cutaway and you have that. But his head was bobbing up now, and down. Now it's a gif or a oh, mime or whatever yeah. they call it. <laughs> uh, it's just. So, uh, you know, get over it. It's just. He really. I like a head coach with that kind of personality and energy, which we miss nowadays. Do I want a guy that doesn't get excited as long as he's under control? Uh and he's under control. Yeah, I think it's uh, interesting. Sirianni and Hertz balance each other out. Hertz is like flatline, and Sirianni's all excitable. But I, I think they balance each other, so it works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's just uh, well, Hertz is excited when he comes off after a score. You know, the fact that he dances and then he comes over right. the sideline, and you know, so he lets himself go to his teammates, which people see on TV because they shoot the guys coming off yeah. the field. So, uh, yeah, I. I you know, I'll look for that, but I haven't noticed anything different now. But I gave you some. Uh, I do feel some, better. I feel better. So, All know. right, we'll see. We'll see. Ron and Monco. What's up, Ron? Yo. Yo, Ron. Hey. What's up? What's up, guys? How we doing, Ron? How you feeling? We're doing good. We're doing good. We're hanging in. Howard. Yes. I thought you'd be up in Aspen running suicide slaloms in your fur by now. With the two weeks off. 
I mean, come on, man. It's a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a little. Uh, go to the Super Bowl anyway. I got plenty of time after this. <laughs> You'll run that suicides, won't you? What? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, hey. So, so listen, Howard. We're listening, unfortunately. Okay, Howard. All right, what are you thinking here, Ron? Yeah, all right. Come what on. I'm thinking. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Look, shut down Kelsey. Okay, whatever you got to do to him. Run their quarterback into the ground, hit him a couple times, you're going to win the game. That's you make it, it sound so easy, Ron. And, and, and it, no, it, listen, with our team, you could do that. But here, you guys, nobody ever talks about this kid, DiCecco. And this kid. He's a good player. A good player. Yeah. This guy is a cannonball. I've, I, other than uh, guys like only me and Howard would recognize like Earl Campbell, very much smaller than Earl Campbell and the bus. I mean, this kid runs. I've never seen a quarterback since guys like them run as hard as he runs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're going to put him in the Earl Campbell category yet. He's a rookie. Well, but he's a, he's yeah, a good uh, he runs like Earl Campbell, dude. He's a lot faster, but he's smaller. Am I wrong, Howard? How many yeah, guys can you cover? Earl Campbell is uh, yeah, I've met Earl Campbell. He is big. Well, yeah. But I know that, and I told you DiCecco is smaller, but do you agree? Have you watched no. DiCecco run? He does run hard. Yeah. He, all right, he, so all you got to do is he, right. a challenge for them. You're supposed to run hard, aren't you? <laughs> no, he, no he runs different hard. He runs different hard, Howard. You never played, Howard, so you wouldn't know that. You know what I mean? I'm not even you know, responding. I mean, you sit there and watch. <laughs> How do you know I haven't played? Take, How do you know he, I haven't played? Because I know you have it. Because you can't ride a bike without getting almost killed. Oh, come you know on, what I mean? For, for three years before that. Come on. It's just... <laughs> I forgot how old you are. I'm sorry, Howard. Uh, so anyway, what do you think? I think I think 27. Yeah, I tell you. Uh, uh, 14. What do you think, Howard? 14. I tell you what, if they if they only score 14 points. No, the birds. 27. 14. Right. I'm so you think they're going to hold Mahomes to 14? Yeah. Right. That's my point. Well, he, well, I just gave you the, I just gave you the the recipe how to beat yeah, them. Every team has and, the and, recipe. And, and, and wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, I forgot to tell you this. Big Red is the worst game day coach, oh, big boy. game coach, ever, ever that that ever be, well, became some uh, some wins. I guess. He how is does he the hear them? Yeah, he's right. the worst. He's the, listen. The, the problem that we have at Big Red is he. Everybody could fit. His, you know, fit hey, his game. I got, a, I got a question for you. Go uh, ahead, Howard. And you're going to be offended by this, but I'll still. Ask I don't care, question. Howard. Do you, have you a offend me every week. Your forehead. Yes or no? Yes or no? What? I'm sorry. What's on my forehead? Do you, ha- do you have a big L on your forehead? Well, yeah, I, I, I have <laughs> for a long time. It's the same <laughs> L that you've worn, Jackweed. <laughs> okay, All it's right, the same Ron. L you wore. Okay, wow. so so anyway, so listen, Howard, I think we can do it, Joe. I I'm looking forward to it too, but I I don't buy oil. No, I'm no, I'm not. I'm not. Listen to me, man. I am not confident you. here. Okay, but I, 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 I'm not confident. Yeah, Ron, points. take a deep breath. They hold them to 14 points. They win by the third. Unbelievable. Quarter. I know. <laughs> How often do you think Mahomes gets held to 14 points? Maybe it's I would probably 
four times in his career. I was going to say, so I think he's played 93 games. I would, I would guess somewhere around four or five times. Yeah. Maybe less. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe less. I mean. Yeah, that's. It, that's just out of control. It is out of control. <laughs> this, I think they're going to win. It's points. not going to be that easy. All right. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety. We're riding with the King, Howard Eskin. We'll come back, your phone calls. And we got to talk about your boy, Howard. Your boy, Daryl Morey. After the Sixers and the trade deadline, nothing. Virtually nothing to help this team. Crickets. Nothing. Yeah. Well, but what, did, do you think he was going to do anything? Well, I mean, he's, he's one of the most overrated. He's limited because he doesn't have draft picks. Well, he gave him away, and he lost two for tampering. Right. And didn't he use uh, didn't he use other second-round picks in some other thing that he yeah. did? It's unbelievable. We'll, we'll talk to Aaron Moore coming up. 215-592-9494, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Howard Eskin with us. Riding with the King. Sponsored by Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge. A different kind of network designed to save you money. Howard, all right, we'll get back to the calls here and all the um, all the Super Bowl stuff here. As people are very excited for Sunday. But yeah, we, sure. we, yeah they, of course they are. But we have to discuss. Uh, so today was the NBA trade deadline. And the Sixers, you know... Did almost nothing. I guess they upgraded a little bit over Matisse Thibel. But, Howard, we are now – Went from zero to one. Yeah. We are now three years into the Daryl Morey era. Three years. When he got here, he took over a team, 50-something wins, second round and out. What are they now? 50-ish wins, second round and out. The it Darryl looks Morey that way, doesn't it? Yeah, the Daryl Morey experience has been a waste of time. How many times have I said Daryl Morey's a fraud? He thinks he's really good. He's really good at talking and getting a job, which – I mean, he. It was a, it was a con job convincing the Sixers he was the guy getting 12 million a year, and he's done nothing, and he's. I don't know. They're, like, they're the same, but they're not better. He he, he could have, uh, he, <laughs> he could have. Traded Thibel. To the Nets wanted Thibel. He had value a year or two ago, Thibel. Well, now everyone realizes. When realized they traded he Simmons, he could have traded Thibel. Yeah. They wanted Thibel. Who would you rather have, Curry or Thibel? Curry. Okay. Somebody Thibel responded. Can't play. Somebody responded to my tweet. Said, "Well, the Nets didn't want Thibel because he wasn't vaccinated. They knew they wanted him. So I already know that they wanted him. They knew that that was going to be lifted at some yeah. point. I, I, so he could have traded Simmons for Halliburton and Buddy Heald." He could have done a lot of things, but he – and then once he gets hardened, then he gets P.J. Tucker in the house. Well, and not only and that – he can't even get rid of house. But he tampered, and he lost draft picks yeah, with that nonsense. he lost a couple of seconds. Well, he's lucky he only lost a couple of – they couldn't take away first because he barely got it. Well, over. that's true. But there were a lot of trades the last day and a half, and a lot of second-round picks got real players. Yep. And he didn't have enough. Not good. No, he, he's just so – these people that have confidence in the Sixers, how can they? No, and they lose last night, as usual. I mean, that without Horford and Williams on the road, they, they should have been in that game. Well, they were in it, but they should have won that game. Yeah, and, and when Jalen Brown... Uh, Fractured his face. Yeah, so he's out. And Bede had that before. Yeah, he'll miss yeah, a few weeks. Yeah, uh, so I, I just... They're just not they're just not good enough. That's it. You know, they're just not good but enough. But that's his job, to make them good enough. That's why they brought this guy here. Sometimes you got to take chances. See, the the Nets, I mean, Kyrie Irving is goofy. Well, yeah. So, okay, so they, they had a tra- They didn't have to trade him, but I guess he would have bailed out on him if they didn't Yeah, he would have quit. 
but even with who is it that scored 42 points the other Cam night? Thomas. Yeah, I, I drafted him last year. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously he's got some skills. But they bailed out. Now they could have competed. They wouldn't have won a championship, but they recognize that they are not going to win a championship, and then they just get rid of Durant. So they retool, start over. Right, and that's what the Sixers have to do. But Daryl Morey knows he won't be here for the start over because he's just trying to con people. He, he's a con man. Uh, you know, in, not in an illegal sense, although making $12 million, <laughs> he should be taken out in handcuffs for stealing money. But I, I, the Nets realized where they were. All right. We got it. We got to start over again, and they actually have some good young players, which well, the Sixers do. Yeah, but not enough. Not enough. Not and enough. they don't have assets to fix this. Think about this: if they had Halliburton and Buddy Halliburton and Maxi in the backcourt, I don't. Maxi should be a starter. Okay, Halliburton. I don't think he looks very comfortable coming off the bench. But if you have Halliburton and Maxi, you have not a good, just not a good backcourt but a good young back 21 22 years old yeah you have them for the next eight ten years i know so if he'd have done that you got buddy healed coming off the bench you don't have much time left with tobias harris who's not going to win you anything no uh so you could have you don't have much time with Embiid. they also they would have had more picks to use for other players he's clueless uh, he really is. Close. Yeah, and you know what, Howard? In in a city right now, we had the Phillies make the World Series, the Eagles win the Super Bowl. They're the ones that are stuck. They're the ones that are yes. stuck. The other teams have made have have gone to a different level. Yeah, the Flyers, uh, the Flyers aren't any good, no. but they have a chance. They got some young players. You got to see whether they develop. But they're not afraid to 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 move on. Nobody's afraid. The Phillies weren't afraid to move on. Uh, it's just, I don't know. They got rid of Thibault because they saved money. The other guy's probably not making as much, right? He's, yeah, they save. They get under the luxury tax by doing that. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm so I'm, not, I'm sure that yeah, that's what people care about. Uh, maybe about he, gets, maybe he gets a bonus for that. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> he does. <laughs> Brian's in Middletown. What's up, Brian? Hey, hey, guys. I always enjoy your uh, partnership and your analysis of the sports of the day. I'll make my quick Sixers comment, then talk birds. Uh, I, you know, hey, Howard, I always thought you were a bit tough on uh, Glenn Rivers, Glenn Doc Rivers, but, yeah, a, a, as Rivers, well as the GM. But you're right, you're right, you're right. I, you know, I came away from last night's game, and I said, you know what, I, I just don't trust the Sixers. Nope. I mean, that's just my – I don't trust them. You know, a game when the Celtics are clearly undermanned, well, because they have talent. They have talent, and also, let's face it, with the way uh, the tall has been distributed in the NBA now, with it being heavily slanted to the West, I mean, the East is still relatively wide open. I mean, obviously you have Boston, Milwaukee, but the Sixers, this is a year where they could get to the final, if they could get their act together. You know, I and think, I, I, I just I don't, don't feel like I have enough confidence in the, in the coach or the players. I don't think Cleveland's a gimme. So oh, no, you got absolutely Boston, not. Milwaukee. Uh, I don't know what Miami's going to do in the playoffs because they got a terrific coach. The Sixers are going to lose in the second round again. <laughs> well, well I mean, and if that happens, then it's over. I mean, that's the bottom line. So, I mean, you know, Cleveland has won 25 games by double digits. Wow. Think about that. I saw that today. That's that's pretty impressive. I know. I can't imagine there's many teams with more. Maybe Boston and Denver? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Think about that. Brian, what are you thinking on the birds? 
uh, about uh, the Eagles' chances, you know, on Sunday. I think we are the better team. You know, I respect Patrick Mahomes. But if you actually look at his Super Bowl, obviously we know what happened. They lost to Tampa Bay, and he didn't have offensive linemen, and so he performed poorly. But in, even in the game that they oh, beat San Francisco, he, he had a pedestrian effort until the fourth quarter. The point is, it's not like uh, it's a given that Patrick Mahomes is going to give you this all-world effort. And besides, it's still a team game. And, uh, you know, I think back to when the Cowboys won their, their first Super Bowl in the 90s when they beat Buffalo. You know, Buffalo had this high-flying offense, the K-Gun, you had Jim Kelly putting up big numbers. But the team that was more physical on both sides of the ball, they completely dominated. Now, look, I don't expect the Eagles to dominate you know, KC the way Dallas did when Buffalo when they played Buffalo in that two bowl. But I, I, I'm feeling confident in the Eagles. The Eagles are the better team. And if Hurts continues to protect the football, and I know what you said the other day, Joe, about him putting up, you know, gaudy numbers. We just need Hurts to do what he's been doing. And Brian, he's been really good at that. And Brian, we appreciate it. I mean, that's the one thing about Hurts all year. He doesn't turn the ball over. Nope. He really has protected the ball well. And he's smart like that. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I, it just, to me. Is that it? Is that the, if, you, if I tell you right now they win the turnover battle, I think that's the, that they win they the win game. They win the turnover, but they win the game. Yeah. Yeah. They win the turnover battle, they win the game. And they don't even need to win it 2-0. Just by win it by one. I think that that's probably enough. As long as they don't have one. You can't right. give. Right, 1-0. Yeah. 1-0 would work. Yeah. You can't give Mahomes short field uh, to score. Because then you, you put yourself in a terrible position of you hope it's not the first score. Right. Uh, so, no, I just I, – when I – the Eagles are the better team. I can't get away from that. I'm just concerned. Here's my concern. Okay, let's hear it. The fans. Fans just think this is a gimme. Uh, all week. They, everyone's been telling me they're winning this game by double digits. A gimme. I think it's making me gimme nervous this. that everyone's so confident. Yeah, gimme yeah. this. What do you mean a gimme? It's the Chiefs. It's Andy Reid. Well, I, I, part of this is people don't like Reed. You know that. Yeah. That, that's where so, some of this stems well, from. Well, it's generated, well, whatever, <laughs> by, generated by certain people. <laughs> Lamont <laughs> is up on WIP. Hey, Lamont. Hey, guys. It's generated by Rob Cherry and uh, Angelo Cataldi, <laughs> only two media people don't like uh, Andy Reed. But uh, before I get to my Eagles point, uh, hey, Howard, in the past 40 years, will you put this team – now, we haven't had dominated teams like this. We have had good Eagles teams, but not – dominating teams like this but of all the teams all the championship teams in the past 40 years in philadelphia which it wasn't that many but the few that what we had do you put the eagles team this year team above the 1983 76ers championship team as the best yeah, team in the past 40 years else, yeah i think jody camera asked that question it's hard to compare apples and oranges and yeah the reason is the 83 team had four hall of famers on it. hall of fame i knew you were gonna say that yeah well, yeah, yeah well, they have four Hall of Famers, and basketball's different. You really just need two really good guys to win. So, yeah. it's it's are they better? Well, they want a, they want a championship. Uh, so, I mean, what else? So, I, I don't know. Would are you say better? it's close? That oh, team yeah. was sixty-five and seventeen or a season. That's sixty-five elite. and seventeen. Yeah, that's Never an elite forget. basketball yeah. team. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good basketball team. Yeah, it was, yeah really good. They yeah. were the best until Golden State. Uh, yeah, the, no, oh, the, the Bulls. 60s, the 60s, Bulls. Oh, the Bulls. The 66-67 team was good. They had Hall of Famers on that team, too. 
Uh, well, so, but whatever. It, okay. It's a different. Right, well, it's a different sport. It's so hard to compare apples. It's hard, hard to correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my Eagles point. Hey, for the Eagles to do this, do what got you here. What got you here was get up on the teams, uh, touch the, uh, ten or more points, run the football, keep them, uh, keep the homes off the field. That's what they've been doing all the whole year Simple. with the other teams. Uh, uh, no turnovers and sacks. I think sack Mahomes at least four times this game. Uh, this dude what got you here. Four That's times. all. He's only taking twenty six for the season. Yeah, yeah. Not, and a lot we appreciate it. You know, I, I mean, it's easy. I, I don't even know why they're playing the game. Hit Mahomes. Don't turn the ball over. You know what? They're playing the game because they got to run the commercials. Yes, uh, they're pretty the Eagles already have it won. Uh, yeah, I, and sacks. And Jonathan Gannon has said this all year, and somebody asked him yesterday, and I knew what he was going to say because he said it all year. Right. Sacks aren't important to me. Pressure. It's pressure. It's pressure. You don't have to get a sack. You need the pressures. And if you – and the difference in Mahomes, you know, they've got it – and I'm sure that they've coached, which is hard to coach off-script plays mm-hmm. or when he improvises – it's hard to coach that, but I'm sure they practice that. I don't know who they could use for that. They don't have a backup quarterback that can do that. Right. But whatever the case, it's not going to be about sacks because he's going to get rid of the ball. It's going to be yeah. about pressure. He's only taken 26 all year. He doesn't take many sacks. No, right. He gets rid of the ball. They're not um, getting four. So you said that, that 83 six between four Hall of Famers. Yeah. How, many, how many Hall of Famers are on this Eagles team? Kelsey. Kelsey for, for sure. Anybody else have a chance? I mean, some guys are young, right? We had to watch them play it, for a while. It's hard for Lane Johnson because it's the right tackle. Chris Long made the point a couple weeks ago. He thinks he's going to the Hall of Fame. I think he's a Hall of Famer. But it's tough to be a right tackle and make the yeah, Hall of Fame. But I think because there's so much attention put to, to, to Lane Johnson. Now, it might take him, as it will a lot of guys. Jason Kelsey, this first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's, he's a Hall of Famer, so he should be on the first ballot. <laughs> so who knows what they're going to do Jason Kelsey Lane Johnson I can't think of anybody else it, it, he's got a way, ways to go but AJ Brown's on a trajectory to go to the Hall of Fame yeah but he's got a ways, ways to, to go, go. Yeah. like eight, eight, eight more years I don't yeah. you, you could project it but yeah it's it's a long you know, time it's he's got to keep it up yeah and so two the two. other side probably has two Mahomes and Kelsey oh for sure yeah yeah, yeah Mahomes and Kelsey I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Uh, Andy Reid. Well, if we're going off the field, Howie. Uh, Howie. Yeah. He's in the hall. Howie's going to the Hall of Fame, too. How many general managers are in the Hall of Fame? I think eight. Yeah, it's very difficult. I know. But you win, if he win, they win Sunday, that's two. And how old is Howie? In his 40s? Yeah. He's got – I mean, sure. he gets a third one down the line. I think that puts him in the Hall of Fame. And we'll see. But you're projecting that, too. Yes. But, he, I mean, he's got two executive of the year awards. Well, when you assume that Nick Sirianni's going to a Super Bowl in his second year, you got to Put say, him in. Yeah, why not? Jalen Hurts, he, yeah. he's on his way, too. Everybody. Yeah, I, I just we'll get six or in. seven. Yeah. Let's talk to Mike, who's uh, in Marlton. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. How we doing? Good, hey. Mike. What's up? Oh, man, I'm a nervous wreck. Like, I like well, you guys are talking about, like, Hall of Fame. Like, I'm just trying to win this game. Like, I, I have so much uh, of my – not really my mental health, but, like, my feelings, my mood with this team, and just how special we are. Like, I would just get destroyed if we lost. And I'm not trying to think like that. It's just, like, I'm worried because 
I don't know if we've really um, gotten down a lot this season. And the Chiefs are just that team that can just score so quickly. And I just don't want to change our style of play. Like, that's what I'm worried about is if we get down, that we're going to try and change the style of play. Like, I think the most important thing is that the coaching staff doesn't listen to, like, the media experts. They focus on, in on themselves. They don't change the game plan. And I just – I think we can win because we have the better team. But it's just – like you said earlier, Joe, it's all these people saying that it's just going to be so easy to push down the Chiefs, they're forgetting how talented Patrick Mahomes is. Okay, can I ask you a simple question? Yeah, Since sure. The coaching staff shouldn't listen to the media experts. Can you count on one hand the media experts? <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm not, you know, there's players that are obviously. Right. But, but who are the media experts? Uh, I mean, I don't know. There's just like well, a lot of. There's a lot there's of just chatter. a lot of talk is all. It's yeah, well, I mean, it's just a lot well, of Well, obviously, chatter. we're on Radio Row. There's a lot of not. I mean, we got Nonsense. days of this. Yeah. Okay, so and let me just tell you something else. Nick Seriani and all the coaches have to be told uh, when they think they're going to get a question about something. They don't. I know Nick listens to WIP. He's listened to us, Joe. Yeah. I know. I found that. He, he told me. He told. When me. I filled in for Edsel once, he called in. When because uh, who was there? Brandon was on, and he called uh, in. He oh, was. Okay. I guess he was driving to the facility, yeah. so he listens. He listens. Yeah. But and he knows what to pay attention yeah. to and what not to pay attention to. Uh, so. There's not a lot of – I mean, there's guys that listen, but they have to be told about a lot of stuff. They, they, they're they doing too many things to start reading all this social media nonsense. Yeah, and yeah. I just had one more thing to say. Like, do you really think, like, that any of these players are listening to any of that noise whatsoever? And do you think the coaches are? And, like, do you think it's – and obviously I really don't think it's going to affect it. It just – I just feel like for them not being very experienced, that sometimes they might listen to outside noise, and I just really hope that we can win this game, and I appreciate you guys for taking my call. Yeah, you got it, Mike. Uh, you got it, buddy. Yeah, I don't think think they're listening. No, I mean, even the ESPN shows, I don't think they listen to uh, because they're busy. they got things going on. They're not going to let it affect the the way they play. If they weren't in the Super Bowl, I'd say most of the guys don't even watch the game. I've heard that. I remember Fletcher Cox said that last time. Yes, I'm telling you, it's crazy. Well, it's because it's their whole life. They they want to get away from it. Yeah, and if they want to look at if they you know the game's good, you know the NFL Network's going to have it on a hundred times. Yeah. Uh, so they know they're going to be able to see it, and then they can watch the plays from the game, and they don't have to watch all the other things. So now they really don't get caught up. The guys that get caught up and worry about that, you know, where they get caught up on Twitter. It's just because they they can't help themselves. Well, because on they're Twitter. on there, they're on their phone like all the time. It's like tweets over like Darius Slade put out a tweet about LaFraud James the other night. Is he is he a LeBron guy or not? I guess he's a LaFraud guy. Yeah. I mean yeah. he's the all time leading scorer now. Do you know he has all right, Joe, I'm gonna ask you a question. How many three point shots do you think Kareem Abdul Jabbar made in I his mean, career? And the number's gotta be less than twenty. Three. Okay. It didn't come until the end of his right. career. How many three-point shots do you think LaFraud made? I don't know, 800? 2,200. Wow, more than more than I thought. So, okay, so now that's 20, it's 2,200, it's over 2,200. Right. It's 2,200 points 
that he'd be behind if you didn't have the three-point yeah, shot. Yeah, but Kareem wouldn't have shot many threes. No, but, but if you didn't have the three-point shot, and now it's it's easy but for a lot of But everyone has the three-point shot now. Well, I know, but that's Michael Jordan didn't shoot a lot of threes. He could have. Yeah, but he didn't because they knew to score. Well, the game, yeah. you know who changed this? Maury. Your guy Maury changed it. Everyone <laughs> shoots threes now. Analytics it is an accomplishment to do what LeBron has done. I mean, he's still scoring. To play th- as long as he's played. And to, but he plays no defense anymore. No, he used to. Not anymore. No. But, because all he wanted was the points. But to score 30 points a game at this and you age, know, you know what, it's impressive. You know what? The, they're, impressive. Fight, they're fighting for the playoffs, I know, right? Yeah. They lost a the game. I we know. didn't even hear about that. I know. It's like, hey, we lost. You know, somebody else would have said, hey, listen, I appreciate all the people congratulating me, but we lost It became about him. Yeah. Which it always It's always about him. But it doesn't mean he's not a great player. Yeah, he's great. He's still not in the top six. Oh, stop. Not in the top six. Two. Oh, two two my ass. (laughs) And Will Chamberlain's two. Michael won, LeBron two. Let's start there. Will Chamberlain. Oscar Robertson. The longevity, you're you're discounting how amazing it is. I don't care. What do you mean Larry Bird. I'd rather have Kobe Bryant in the last two minutes of the game. Not even but that's, a question. But that's only one part of the game. Uh, but but it's the whole game. But LeBron is, LaFraud, is not a good foul 20 shooter. 20 years of, of excellence. And that's great. And I give him props for that. That's wonderful. But he's not the second best player all time. Although he wants to be because he tells, he slides it in there when of he talks he about, about all the things that he does. And Yeah, you play no defense now. All he cared but about. But he used to be a great defense The last, player. wait a minute, he wasn't great. Michael, oh, he was at one point. Michael Jordan, I think, made eight all-defensive teams. How many do you think LaFraud made? Not that many. Not even close. Not half. Not half. <laughs> You're looking it up. I'm oh. looking. Okay. I, I want to see. Well, let's make a bet a dollar. I said not half as many. I would think half. Um, yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, six. I win. He, he had six? Uh, six. And how long did Michael Jordan play? Less. I mean, less years. Okay. No, I'm not, I, I, I agree with your point on Michael, but LeBron made six. He was a great defensive and player. And he kisses butts yeah, And now he's older. To get, yeah, now he's older. He doesn't care. He just cared about the points. All he cared about was passing Kareem. All-time leading scorer. It's impressive. That's wonderful. Pete Rose is the all-time hit leader. What did it mean? It, that's impressive, too. I know. Sometimes we got we got to appreciate greatness. Yeah. All right, Howard. You know, uh, field goal kickers are Oh, are stop. The top. Get out of here, we're kicking. Wait a minute. Field goal kickers in point. Doesn't count. Point, wait a minute, but it's, if you're looking Doesn't at count. Oh. They're barely players. <laughs> you know that. I'm take, tell Jake, I'm going to tell Jake Elliott you said that. And he's actually said. a good athlete, isn't he? Yeah, plays he's golf? a great athlete. Yeah. I saw him play baseball in those softball games yeah. that they used to have. I'm telling you, play shortstop, can really play the position, can hit. Athlete, a not, a foot, a, not really a football player. A difference. It's a difference. Kicked a 61-yard field goal to help him win a Super Bowl. He might need to kick a big one on Sunday. Hope he's ready. You you know what? I'll just say, I won't say who said it to me. We need to score. It was not me saying this. Somebody from the team. We need to score touchdowns, not kick field goals. Not that Jake Elliott can't do it. But he might. Against that team, you need to. But just like last time in the Super Bowl, his kick mattered. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it could. Would it shock you? Oh, yeah. Would it shock you if it's 27-27 and he kicks a field goal at the end? No, I would, not that a could little happen. bit. That not could a happen. little bit. Not a little bit. All right, Howard. And they would cover with that. Yes, oh, by the would. way, Mark, let's tell you what Mark Lawrence likes. Yeah. And I'll tell you what I like. Mark Lawrence likes the Eagles. Okay. Likes the under. Hmm. That number just it just jumps out. Oh, it looks too easy to take the under. It's 51 and a half now. It looks too easy. I just I think they score points late. 
I like the over, but he likes the the Eagles and the under. Um, so what's the what's the total up to now? Fifty fifty one and a half, I think. Twenty seven, twenty four is in my head, so that's right under, right under. Right, that'll be fifty one. Yeah, right. Yeah, thirty one, twenty four was my number. Well, you got that's fifty five. Yeah. yeah, that's enough. All right, Howard. So uh, are you doing a show Saturday? Or no? no, I'm no. not going to do it because uh, it's Tom it, Kelly's going to do okay. it. Okay, so next time we hear you is on the field Sunday. Yes, with Merrill and Mike. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. It's just because the time difference out yeah. here. I'm getting used to it now. It's just I'm all screwed up now with the time. But you know, I I, I didn't want to take off. I mean, I'm going to try to call in, but, but it's I, early. I'd yeah. have to get up at like four forty. It's early. That's early. Yeah. 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 All right, Howard. We'll hear you on Sunday for Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Merrill and Mike, and uh, it'll be interesting. Um, I, you know, and I'm the first thing I'm going to look at is the dynamics of before the game and what it was like because I remember that other Super Bowl right. very well, and. Remember what it's like. You can't even compare it to the Super Bowls before that. I've been to all four of the Eagles Super Bowls. 80, 2004, uh, 17, 17, and this, and this one. Yeah. So, but I, I want to see how much it's – well, I already know it's going to – it's already changed. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be fun. All right. We'll hear you on Sunday during the game. And then next week, you're, we're both in, right? We'll be in Tuesday. Um, yeah. yeah, Tuesday – and Thursday, potentially, our last uh, evening shows together before we oh, switch that's over. Right. Yeah, and Thursday could be something special could in be. Philadelphia. Hopefully today. it is. That'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. yeah. All right, okay. Howard. We'll, you we'll, got it. We'll hear you on Sunday. We've been riding with the Kings, sponsored by Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge, a different kind of network design to save you money on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back, Sports Radio at 94 WIP. Joe Gillio with you. Yes, it's WIP goes to AZ Championship coverage brought to you by SEPTA. The Philly way to go is to broadcast live from Radio Row in Phoenix, Arizona. Get set for Super Bowl 57 in Glendale on Sunday. We got Dan Wilson back in Philadelphia behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. That gets you bored. And look, um, as this week has gone on, there's been so much, like, you know, so much excitement, so much buzz, so many different angles of this game we've talked about, from Mahomes to Hurts to defense to Son Reddick to offensive, like, everything. And I always think, you know, when we have a, a, a gigantic game, it, as the week goes on, you develop a gut feeling on how the whole thing's going to play out. I, I think we all do it, and sometimes your gut feeling can change. Sometimes your gut feeling will stay the same from where it was when the matchup was set. Now, this is unique. <coughs> Excuse me. This was unique because – We've had two weeks to develop a gut feeling or kind of have our minds change a little bit either way. And I'm here tonight, <clears throat> excuse me again, flying back tomorrow. So this is, for me, this is my last show here in Phoenix. This is my last show actually on the air until the game. I'll be doing a lot of the pregame stuff on Sunday with Glenn and, and with Hugh. And, and we got a whole cast of characters that will be doing a very long pregame show together on Sunday from the film over. This is our last chance. Like, like the evening show audience in Philadelphia, which I love you guys and, and all the years we've been we're doing this game. This is our last chance to talk about this game together before it happens on Sunday. Again, I'll be doing the pregame stuff on Sunday, but I'm not, I'm not here tomorrow. I'll be flying back tomorrow uh, during this time slot. So this is my last show from Radio Row. This is my last show for Phoenix. And I, I thought tonight is, it's a gut feel night. 
It's a gut feel to talk about how we're feeling about this game, what we think is going to happen. And I've talked this week a lot about my healthy fear of the Chiefs, how this game, you know, I have nerves about this game more than I did five years ago where I, I just I felt very strong five years ago the Eagles were going to beat the Patriots. And this time around, I believe the Eagles are the better team, but I, I have a very I, – I have a healthy respect for the other side when it comes to Mahomes and Andy Reid. But I, I can't shake this feeling I have, this gut feeling I have. And I'm about to tell you what it is. It's very exciting. It's very, but it's also like it's completely nerve-wracking because this season, this team has had very few of these kind of opportunities and very few of these kind of games. You think back to this season, right? Just got to go through it in your head. There haven't been many drives the Eagles have needed to win the game. There really haven't. You know, and I'm, sometimes, and a lot of times this year, the, the drive to win the game has happened actually very early because this team has been so good that they have a drive in the second quarter or the third quarter and they put a team away and then it's just about it's about you know, run the clock out basically because they're, they're up by you know 10 or 17 or whatever. That's how good this team has been. So you know if we kind of went through the, the games, each one of them, and we talked about where was the drive to put the game away, you know we might say, oh, yeah, excellent. that was in the second quarter. That was in the third quarter. Well, there haven't been many. You know I can think of a couple where they've had late drives to win a game or put a game away. The Colts game, where Hurts ran for the touchdown um, in late in the fourth quarter to win the game. And then the Cardinals game, Dicker the kicker, actually, which ironically was here in Arizona, uh, to win that game late. That's the only two games. And they weren't even against good teams. So it wasn't like, you know, back and forth, Eagles against a good team. Someone's got to make a play at the end to win the game. So the gut feeling I have, and I've, I've felt this for a while now, that Really, for the first time all year, we're going to get a great football game. One, like five years ago, that no matter what the outcome is, we will talk about the back-and-forth nature of the game for years to come. My gut feeling on this game, and I could picture it in my head as I, as I sit here with you on this, on this Thursday night, I picture the ball in Jalen Hurts' hands with the Eagles down four with two minutes to go. That That's... And, in fact, the way I kind of think this one might go is the Eagles are up, Mahomes scores to put the Chiefs up, and the ball goes back to Hurts with two minutes to go. And we get to watch Jalen Hurts, a guy that has, has grown and, and become an MVP caliber quarterback, have the drive of his life, have the drive of his life. And my gut is and my, my expectation and my feeling is Jalen Hurts is going to lead them for, to a touchdown. He's going to throw the pass to win the Super Bowl that this game is going to be Jalen Hurts leading the Eagles down the field to win the Super Bowl. That, that's, that's what I have in my head right now. 215-592-9494. My gut feeling is the Eagles are going to win this game by a field goal. The Eagles are going to win this game by three points on the back of a Jalen Hurts drive late in the game. The last team with the football wins the game. The last team with the football wins the game. Uh, my, my gut right now is telling me the Eagles are going to have the ball late in the game, and it's going to be on Jalen Hurts to lead them down the field to lead them down the field to go win the Super Bowl. 215-592-9494. That is how you hop aboard on this Thursday night. My gut feeling is this is very close, that it's the kind of game where the last team with the football wins the game. The last quarterback with the football wins the game. I don't see it being a double-digit win. I don't see it being easy. I see it being the kind of game that we'll talk about for years to come where the last quarterback, the, the, top, the guys that tonight at the NFL Honors, will finish one and two 
in the NFL MVP voting. They're going to go back and forth at the end, and I believe this comes down to Jalen Hurts having to lead a drive to win the Super Bowl. 215-592-9494. Now, before we get to um, before we get to Dan's take and everyone on the phone lines here, I do have to say I have a, a picture in my head, and I, I'm not sure if it is good news or bad news that I, I haven't seen the full uh, breadth of it. But I have this weird, like, you ever could, could picture something for, like, how a game is going to go or a moment in the game? I, I'm picturing Jalen Hurts throwing the ball to Devontae Smith over the middle of the field at, at like, as time's running out and Devontae reaching for the end zone. And for some reason, like, I can't picture, does he get in? Does he not get in? I just, I have that feeling that Devontae, like, Hurts to Devontae Smith. I, I just, that's what I keep coming back to on this last drive I'm talking about. Hurts to Devontae Smith. That's where this game comes down to. Obviously, I'm hoping Devontae reaches that ball over the line in my, in my crazy thought in my head that how this might play out, how this might end. But my gut feeling, the Eagles win a very close game. The Eagles win a game by a field goal. They win by three because Jalen Hurts leads a, leads a drive late after Mahomes puts the Chiefs ahead. 215-592-9494. We've talked through every angle. We know the matchups. We know the players. Most of these guys are healthy by now. It seems like Mahomes is fine. It seems like Kadarius Tony's going to play for the Chiefs. You know, all that worry about Devontae Maddox has kind of disappeared. Everyone's, you know, we, there's, I think there's few surprises between now and the game on Sunday. You know, we heard Chris Jones is not feeling great. He's got a cold or, or something, but I, I don't think it's significant. You know, for the most part, what we know is, is going to not, not, not much is going to change. I'll put it that way between now and Sunday. So now it's about our gut feeling on the game. And my gut feeling is very close. And the ball will be in Jalen Hurts' hands late. And he'll have to lead the drive of his life. And this will be a higher scoring game. And it'll be one where the last quarterback with the football will have the opportunity to win the football game. 215-592-9494. What's your gut feeling? And we've had two weeks to talk about this football game and, and talk about how it's going to end up. My gut feeling is Eagles very close on a late, and I mean like last minute of the game, drive by Jalen Hurts to win the Super Bowl. Dan Wilson back in Philadelphia. We've been talking about the same game for two weeks. What's your gut telling you? Yeah, so I think a lot of my gut is telling me the same thing as, as you, you know, listening to your shows the past couple of days, the past couple of weeks as you've gone out to Arizona, listening to you talk to Howard and here in your open. Uh, I am predicting a very close game, but I have the ending scripted a little bit differently than you do. I think it's going to be a one-possession game one way or another. I think the overconfidence from this fan base, as we've heard it, whether it's callers, from hosts, or just, you know, with two weeks leading up to the biggest game in football and the biggest game in sports, we can talk ourselves into a lot of scenarios, right? And I happen to agree with you that, like, when everyone gets this confident, I start to get nervous. I think the Eagles win a one-possession game. I think there will be a late score on a late drive led by Jalen Hurts. But I actually think it will be the defense on the field at the end of the game. I don't think they will, you know, stop Mahomes much throughout the game. I think it will actually be somewhat similar to Super Bowl 52. I don't know if we'll have that majestic photographic moment of Brandon Graham stacking Tom Brady much like we did five years ago. But I actually think this game ends with Hurts maybe scoring a touchdown with like two minutes to go and everyone trying to mask their nerves, like running the Twitter being like, oh no, we left Mahomes too much time. I think the Eagles go up. My official score I think is 32-27 to 27 that I've landed on and they find a way to, you know, Mahomes gets into field goal range, but they, this defense comes up with one huge stop. I don't know if it'll be a, a big play by Hassan Reddick, a big play by Brandon Graham, maybe in the secondary. I don't know exactly how it's going to get done. I think the defense will actually put up one, like just stand on their heads 
to win the Super Bowl on Sunday. So I think it goes a little bit different in the end, but I do agree with you. The Eagles win a one-possession game. That's what my gut's telling me here three days before the game. I love it. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in. Gut feeling on a Thursday as we get set for Super Bowl 57. So I have the Eagles winning a one-score game with Hurts leading a drive late. Dan has the Eagles defense standing up after the Jalen Hurts drive late to win the football game. And for some reason, I and it's it's just weird, I, I – like, in my mind, it's almost like, a, almost like a dream. Like, I could picture Devontae Smith catching the ball at the one-yard line and reaching over for the game-winning touchdown, except, like, I, I can't picture if he gets in or not. It's just like I see him reaching to the goal line. Uh, maybe it's that highlight of um, the Super Bowl between the Titans and Rams I keep thinking about all those years ago where obviously the Titans did not get in. But a play like that over the middle, catch by Devontae Smith, and hopefully this time – uh, it ends with the team on offense. In my in my mind, the Eagles winning the game. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's get to everyone on the phone lines here. Your gut feeling, and you know, enough, we've overanalyzed this a million times, right? We 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 know every single matchup. We know Hassan Reddick has to do a good job against Wiley. You know, we know the that the Eagles have to get to Mahomes. It doesn't take many sacks. You know, we know Travis Kelsey's a monster. Like we know everything about this game after two weeks of talking about it. But what's your gut telling you? How is this going to play out? My gut is the Eagles win a very close game because Jalen Hurts leads a drive late in the fourth quarter. Matthew is in Penn Sport. Matt's up on WIP. Hey, Matt. Hey, how we doing tonight, man? Good, Matt. What are you feeling? So uh, here we are just, you know, a couple of days away from the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, we got the Eagles around this wave of excitement and confidence after the stellar regular season. It's been a dominant uh, postseason and, you know, you couldn't uh, write it any better. Eagles, Chiefs, you know, young blood with Sirianni taking on, uh, you know, the NFL lifer with uh, Super Bowl champion Andy Reid. And, you know, I feel good, but, uh, you know, I mean, listen, Mahomes, you got to give the guy credit. I mean, he's the best quarterback in the league right now. I think we all agree with that. I'm just, you know, being honest with you here. But honestly, uh, you know, the Eagles are completely healthy. I don't know if Sirianni's a better coach than Reed. I mean, he's definitely assembled the right people around him. You know, that's clear. Yep. And, uh, listen, this is it's going to be one in the trenches with, you know, the offensive line and the defensive line. And, uh, you know, we're going to see what Jalen Hurts is really made of. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. You got any prop bets for uh, the game, man? Yeah, I got some prop bets, Matthew. Listen, I got a whole list actually in front of Matthew. I appreciate the vocal. We'll do that coming up here. I got, I got a bunch of prop bets I like. Um, I'm not from my Beck UL show. I've talked through these prop bets uh, for, for two weeks here. I mean, it depends. You want to do the Gatorade, you want to do the halftime, you want to do the anthem, or you want to go into the game. There's a lot. Um, one I, I just that stood out to me all week is, is Kenny Gainwell. His rushing yards is pretty low um, considering how well he's run in the postseason. I think Gainwell continues to have a, uh, a good postseason here and, and does a good job in this game. I think he'll have you know over 20 yards or whatever the prop is. So I'll, I'll throw some more out. We'll do some of that coming up here in a little bit. 215-592-9494. My gut, Eagles win very close, very late, a Jalen Hurts drive. And, and I, I do think it'd be – it would be fun if we got that, that – kind of moment now no one's going to complain if the Eagles go out and win this game by three scores like if they're in control like they were in the NFC title game or the Giants game none of us will complain we'll have a parade next week and we'll celebrate this season but I I do think this season it's lacked some of that late game drama you know I mentioned the Cardinal game the Colt game it just hasn't had many of those Eagles have been so dominant they haven't needed that I think it'd be it'd be really fun if we got to watch on this stage against this team and this opponent and this coach 
you know, the Eagles either having to protect the lead against the great Mahomes or, or watching Jalen Hurts go on the drive of his life to go win a game. That, that would be fun. Tony is the king of pressure. What's up, Tony? Hey, how you doing, Joe? Good, Tony. What's up? How's it going? What are you thinking? <laughs> As you would say. Um, look, I, I, you've been talking. I, I really enjoy you every night. We all enjoy you at the post office and all. Uh, and I, I just wanted to ask you, um, you, you say the Eagles fans are overconfident. I feel right. like, well. I'm just I'm basing it mostly off of the callers to WIP and what uh-huh. I hear. It feel it feels like everyone is super confident, which you know just kind of gets my nerves going a little bit. But I get it. I mean, there's reason to be confident. They've been a great team. Uh, yeah, but you got to understand. I'm I'm a little older than you, I think, because I've seen your picture. I'm 49, and I'm and uh, I I saw Kenny King running down the field in Cliff Branch. Uh, at my friend Greg's house when I was seven years old. And I've been through the heartbreak of the Eagles, and I've been through Bill Belichick in that weird 04 Super Bowl. I've been, and then when we won it, it that was so unexpected. But I've ne- I have never in all my years since 79, Wilbert Montgomery, right, first mm-hmm. time I fell in love with the Eagles, I have never been in my whole life this confident, never. I mean, I'm more confident than the Buccaneers game. I'm more confident than – uh, you name it. Um, um, but because it's a 27-20 game, what's going to happen in the, in the end is they're going to do a turnover trying to tie the game, and that's going to be it. We're going to be up by two scores. They're going to make it one score. And then in the end, Mahomes is going to make a mistake because if you look at that defense and that pedigree and those numbers, that is the scariest thing I've ever seen. I'm so proud to be an Eagles fan. You, got it. you should be confident, Joe. Well, you're, Tony, what you said about the defense is, uh, it, it's it's amazing what they've accomplished this year. I mean, we've watched, you know, uh, you know, you, you've watched a little bit more than I have, but we've watched, we've both watched this team a long time, and we've seen some really good defenses, right? I mean, you think about those Jim Johnson defenses, Buddy's mm-hmm. defenses, to have this many sacks, it's incredible what they've become. Right, right, but the Eagles have always been relevant. Like a lot of people yeah. say, oh, your argument for the last few weeks, I've been listening to you, and I love your show. I always listen, even when I disagree. But your your view is, is that Andy Reid is this guy that puts Philadelphia on the map, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Philadelphia was on the map with Dick Vermeil and Buddy Ryan. They were the number one attraction in town. Ever since Dick Vermeil came to town, it's been the Eagles since. And it'll always be the Eagles. This is an Eagles town. They rule. They've ruled since 1979. And they will continue to rule because – you know, people like to watch the car crashes, right? Well, well, I mean, and, and there was no question. And, Tony, I appreciate it. There's no question this is an Eagles town. Um, I, I think it's something changed, though, when Reed got here. Like, they became – the Eagles have been, and, you know, now it's been a lot post-Reed, too. So I'm not saying this is all Andy Reed. But the Eagles have been for the last 20-plus years one of the premier teams in the NFL. They weren't that before. They had they had blips, right? They had, they had nice runs. I mean, they were a good football team with Buddy. They went to a Super Bowl with Dick Vermeil. But they weren't on the upper echelon of, of NFL teams. I mean, they just, they just weren't. Um, since 2000, they have been. I mean, no, I think only the Patriots have more championship game appearances than the Eagles since 2000. This has been a, an outstanding NFL franchise now for more than two decades. And here they are with a chance to win another championship. And my gut tells me they're going to do it in a very close game. 215-592-9494. That is how you hop for. We'll come back. Your phone calls and... The Kelsey parents, this is pretty cool. You know, this is a special moment for them. Their sons are going to play against each other. I have two kids. Um, my gut is telling me neither will play the NFL one day, and that's okay. So I don't I think I'll have to experience this. But 
Um, the, the Kelsey parents have to. You'll hear next how they're going to watch the game together, but maybe not together. You'll hear that next. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard. As I'm live from Radio Row in Phoenix, Arizona, your gut feeling on the game. Mine, Jalen Hurts leads a game when he drive late. The Eagles win this game by three to become world champions. We'll discuss it on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel in partnership with Valley Force Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Download FanDuel now. Use promo code Gilio. So you can bet the Super Bowl 57 when I no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to points press to who will score a touchdown. I'm betting Jalen Hurst to score a touchdown. There's a prop for you in Super Bowl 57. It's all in a top-rated sportsbook app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. I really like the FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. So join FanDuel today. Promo code Gilio to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Radio 94WIP. Joe Gilio with you. We have Dan Wilson behind the glass back in Philadelphia. I am live on Radio Row. It's WIP Ghost Daisy Championship coverage brought to you by SEPTA, the Philly way to go, as we broadcast live from Radio Row all week here on WIP. It's, it's been an awesome week. Um, it was such a cool privilege to be able to come out here and, and be part of the uh, the station's coverage this week. And there is definitely a vibe out here in this city. Like There's a buzz. I know tonight is the NFL Honors. So there's a red carpet not too far from where I am. Um, I am not going to the red carpet. I'm, I'm doing the show, so I'm hanging out here uh, in regular clothes. But I did see some some media people um, dressed uh, very nice as they get set to go and hang out and watch the NFL Honors tonight. We'll, uh, we'll bring you the results as they come in. I would imagine finishing one and two in some order in MVP, Jalen Hurts and, and Patrick Mahomes. I would think Mahomes is going to win because Hurts got hurt. We'll see, though. But that actually would be a good thing for the Eagles because no MVP – has won the Super Bowl in the same season since 1999. So I wouldn't mind Mahomes winning the MVP and Jalen wins the MVP on Sunday. I'll take that. No questions. 215-592-9494. All right. In fact, before we get back to the phone lines on your gut feeling on this game, uh, let's hear this. Uh, Mike Garofolo, NFL Network, interviewing the Kelsey parents as um, they talked about their plan and how they're going to watch this game at, at the stadium on Sunday. I hear, by the way, you're sitting in the commissioner's box on Sunday for the game. Is that correct? And well, listen, he's got to be impartial too. I so. took it up. He decided to sit with the family. You're going family. I'm in the stands. I'm a stands kind of. I'm a, I'm a blue collar grunt. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm picking in that the up. Stands with every, no, really, it shows. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. So no, you'll be with the family. I'll be with the yeah. family. And you'll be with the commissioner. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be up there. It'll be fun. Um, I think it's a good idea. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to see the game because of all the media. I don't think they'd leave me alone. So I'm just going to kind of escape and uh, and watch the game in private. So it'll be awesome. All I know is that there is definitely a line in Vegas that says how many times they're going to show us on television at the Super Bowl. So let's hope it's not a lot. Oh, that line is uh, its real. <laughs> it is real. What to Watch for is sponsored by Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge. A different kind of mobile network designed to save you money. Dan Wilson, what's your guess? Or how many times we see the Kelsey parents during the game? Or at least one, right? Because now, now we found out they're going to be sitting separately. Well, so that's what I'm wondering here as far as, like, the technicality of betting. If they show one of them, does that count as, like, 
half a show, a full show. I mean, we're, we're going to have to like settle that out, or the, I guess the sports betting books are going to have to settle that out. But it's got to be at least double digits, right? I mean, I don't know what yeah. this line's coming in at, but in terms of like human interest story and for like the neutral fan, for as much coverage as it's been getting for two weeks, you'd have to imagine Fox will just have camera people stationed on the two parents, ready to go at any moment, and they'll you know go to that well as much as they possibly can. Yeah, so I'm looking at a. Um... I'm looking at a list here of, of odds on this, and it, it's, it's pretty amazing. So they have a list of celebrities that will be shown and the odds on, um, you know, if they'll be shown during the broadcast. But in, within this article, they have, they have the Kelsey parents. Like, the, the, like they're, so they have whose mom or wife will be shown first, uh, Donna Kelsey. She's become the, the kind of the, the famous one of the two, right? You heard his there that or father there. He wants to just kind of be in the crowd with family. He doesn't, like he said, he's a blue-collar guy. Donna Kelsey is her name. She's kind of become the, the celebrity here. She's on all the, the shows, and I keep seeing her. So she's the favorite. She's actually a favorite over Brittany Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' wife, to be the first mom or wife to be shown first on the broadcast. That makes sense. I mean, like, we've seen Brittany Mahomes before. She's been around um, and at a lot of these big games over the years during Mahomes' career. But Donna Kelsey represents two and both, you know, two people in the game and both sides with her son. So, yeah, I would. Um, and we I'd just learned on... she's sitting with the commissioner. So that's another right. person they can show at once. And that's, yeah, by accident, Donna Kelsey's going to be on TV. That, that, I can't imagine, as a parent, I can't imagine the feeling of having your sons play against you on the Super Bowl. It's got to be, like, it's, it's similar to the Nola brothers in the NLCS. But that was a quick burst, right? Like, there's only it only really mattered when they were facing each other. The, the couple at bats there, and let's be real, it, as far as the 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 attention, the coverage, one Nola Aaron is is a really good player, really good pitcher. The other one, Austin, the catcher, he's all right. Like, he's not a a buzzworthy player. Both these guys are right. We have two Hall of Future Hall of Famers here on each side. But which, on the uh, on the flip side, they don't they're not on the field at the same time. It's not like Aaron facing Austin. Right. Um, but the for same, offense, as she said. Yes. But at the same time, when it comes to TV stuff, like, the, the two of them are involved in the play every time, right? Like, you know. They're always on the field, yeah. They're, they're one of them's, exactly. One of them's always on the field. So, you know, a good run play, Kelsey makes a block. They could show Donna. Eagles score, they could show Donna. Travis has one of his, I don't know, eight or nine catchers. They could show Donna. So, yeah, it's a big thing for sure. 215-592-9494 gets you aboard. Your gut feeling. Mine? Eagles win by three. Jalen Hurts leads a drive late to win the game. I'm picturing a pass over the middle to Devontae Smith. He reaches out for a touchdown. I, I can't get that image out of my head. Zach is in Mount Laurel. Hey, Zach. Zach, you there, buddy? I'll put Zach back on hold. Nelson is up on WIP. Hey, Nelson. Hello, Joe. How you doing? I'm calling from Puerto Rico. How you doing, man? Oh, awesome, Nelson. I appreciate that, buddy. What's on your mind? Yeah. What are you thinking? I called you five years ago when we went in this run against the Vikings. I told you we're going to spank the Vikings, we're going to beat the Patriots, and I'm going to celebrate two things. My birthday, and a super, I'm going to have a big Super Bowl party here, and my birthday here in my house here in Puerto Rico with all my family and friends. And we're going to do the same thing on this Sunday because my gut, my feeling is we're going to win by a touchdown, Jalen Hurts to Devonta Smith. So you're with me on the Devontae. How about that? We, we, we both yeah, see the final uh, yeah, score, the for, same for the final play, the same way. For me, the final play, we got, we have this time we have a best uh, defense line, a best offense line. We have uh, this team is more superior than we had five years ago. So for me, I feel confident 
Last time I was a little bit scared, but this time I know we're going to do it with Jalen Devante. Well, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Nelson. This, this, the defense is better. This is a better team. Uh, it's just top to bottom, better team. Better Nelson, team, yeah. uh, uh, it's, it's awesome hearing from you again. Is, is football uh, popular, uh, NFL popular in Puerto Rico? Or, yeah. Or, yeah? A, no, yeah, yeah, because I was born in Philly and raised, and I lived down here, moved down when I was 15 years. But yeah, I have a lot of friends. They come, they, they come to my house. They're going to pack it. And they, all the, I, I secured all the people that were, was here five years ago. They're going to come to my house. Oh, uh, you know, and I love that. Big, you got, you got yeah. to set up. You got to set it up the same way, right? You got to, you got to set, set up the same way. Yeah, yeah. And, and and here in Puerto Rico, there's a lot of bars. They're gonna have the Super Bowl. It's it's getting popular here, but over here, there's more Cowboys fan and Giants oh, fan. Oh no, we're no. Try, we, we're trying, yeah, because a lot of my family were Eagles fans, but you know, we tried to, to get a more Eagles fan. But over here, it's getting, you know, a lot of people getting watching in it and seeing. Uh, Eagles and our team, but getting popular here. I, you know, listen. Yeah, I love it, Nelson. I appreciate you calling and, and and enjoy it. Enjoy the Super Bowl, Nelson from down in Puerto Rico. I actually remember Nelson's call. I, I guess it's just you know we don't usually get that many calls from Puerto Rico. You know, when when a call comes in from a place you know that we're just it, it's it's rare to see one. It kind of sticks out, and you remember it. Um, you know, we obviously you know ninety nine percent of the calls we get are from. The Delaware Valley, so the towns or the cities, if it's not just, you know, the city of Philadelphia, they all run together because, um, you know, that, that's that's basically what we do every day. But when you when you get one from kind of off the beaten path, and I, I remember it. I remember Nelson's call five years ago. He was. He was very confident before the Vikings game. I remember talking to him then, and uh, and here we are again. It, it's, it's amazing how much has changed and how much is still the same with the franchise. You know, obviously Howie and – and Laurie at the top, and, and, and some of the, the core four, you know, Fletcher, Jason Kelsey, and, and Lane Johnson, Brandon, like the, the, the veterans that have been here. But then how much different this team is, you know, on the offensive side of the football with all the youth they have now with A.J. and Devontae and Jalen Hurts. It's, it's different, but it, it's exciting because it feels like this team has a chance to, to put themselves in, in history and to set up a long run. I really do think they have a chance to um, – to, to win a lot over the next three, four, five years. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Your gut feeling. Mine. Jalen Hurts to Devonte Smith, game-winning touchdown over the middle. I, I I have a picture in my head of Devonte Smith reaching his arm out, his his arm out to to get over the goal line. Like you know, the the pass comes into the three or four, and it's like a, it's kind of an over the middle of the slant, and he turns up the field and he reaches over to try to score the game-winning touchdown. That, that's the feeling I've had and, and kind of the, the picture in my head of how the Eagles score their game-winning touchdown with, let's say, less than a minute or two to go in the game. Zach is back up now. He's in Matt Laurel. What's up, Zach? Hey, Joe. I uh, made a bonehead move. I uh, hung up the phone and said, shut the car off. <laughs> it happens. It happens, Zach. No worries. What's up? What are you thinking? So before I say anything, I just want to say this might I, I don't know when I'll be able to call you again, if I'll be able to call you again, and you'll be moving to a shift that conflicts with my work. So I just wanted to say I really enjoy talking to you. I get to talk to you often because I'm coming out of work. So it's been great chatting with you over these past few months. Well, Zach, I appreciate that. Um, and obviously, you know, sometimes schedules conflict. And, yeah, I'll be doing the midday show with you, Douglas, starting uh, hopefully sometime at the end of next next week, uh, maybe after a parade. But, Zach, I just want to remind you and everybody out there, the Odyssey app, the Rewind, even if you can't call because you're busy, you know, you can always listen to you and I whenever. You know, you can just hit the Rewind button. So you can uh, you could, you could could listen in even later, kind of like radio on demand. 
And I absolutely will be for sure. Um, as for the Eagles game, I mean, I, I flip back and forth and I get unsure. And, and at the end of the day, I look at the player for player. I can't see the Eagles losing. I mean, it's, it's going to be a tight one. I fear the Chiefs more than I did the Patriots five years ago. I think Mahomes and Kelsey is a, a more deadly duo than Brady and Gronk, in my opinion. But I, I can't help but think the Eagles have just a little bit more in the tank. Well, and they're a better team, Zach, than, than they, you know, at least, you know, uh, roster-wise. I just think it's a better roster. They're deeper. Um, they, I think they just have more skill on this team. Like, especially, just think about the weapons they have. Like, in that game, it was Alshon, it was Aguilar, it was Ertz. And in this game, Devontae and AJ and Goddard. Like, as good as those guys were in 17, this group's better. 100%. I mean, it, you, can, you can pit our Eagles versus that Eagles, you know, five years ago, and I would bet this team to win every time. And I, like I said, at the end of the day, I, I see it being super tight, three points, maybe even less. But every time I, my gut says the Eagles got this in the bag. I love it, Zach, and I appreciate your phone call. Yeah, I, so Zach and I see it similarly, a, a three or so point game. Um, and it's funny, you know, typically you'd be like, well, I think they'll, you know, they'll win, but will they cover that kind of thing? Well, the, the spread is one and a half, so that that's it's kind of setting up where it's supposed to be that kind of game it's supposed to be a close game uh in the eyes of a lot of people out there I was actually looking ESPN put up their expert prediction they like 61 percent of their experts picked the Eagles 39 or whatever percent picked the Chiefs um the Eagles have become the I would say the more popular side they they you know if I was just my guess is if I went around here on Radio Row and it's it's thinned out a little bit now compared to the afternoon but let's say you know I came in here earlier this afternoon Radio Row. There's probably 300 people here between hosts, producers, you know, people that just on site, um, you know, with each radio station or network, depending on between TV or radio. But I, I would have imagined maybe it's actually 500 people in here. It's a, it's a really big room. I'd, I'd imagine more than half would have if I said who's going to win. They'll say the Eagles. I think they've become the side most people believe is going to win, and I'm with that. I do think they are deeper. They are better. I think their their defensive line rotation, it, it could it could unlock everything, right? Because the only way to, to get to, to beat Patrick Mahomes is to pressure him without blitzing. You know, the Eagles have the right formula for that. They got to go do it. They got to do it. And when they do, he doesn't take many sacks. He'll get the ball out of his hands quickly. They have to tackle after he throws the ball. They have to make sure that big plays aren't created with his legs. Hopefully his ankle's not in a great spot. We'll see on Sunday. But I, I just feel like the Eagles – have been the best team all year, have had, when Jalen Hurts plays, or 16-1. and one, And those those are the two things I can't get past. Will it be close? Yeah. Could it be a coin flip with two minutes to go? Yes. But I, I do, there, there's something that I can't get rid of off my, uh, out of my brain, off my chest, that they when Jalen Hurts plays, they're 16-1. If they play their game, I think they're a little bit better. Scott is up on WIP. Hey, Scott. Hey, guys. How's it going? And uh, I think that it's going to be pretty dominant by the defense because tonight most of those Eagles players are going to be pretty pissed off in an hour. 
when Mahomes beats out Jalen Hurts for the MVP, and they all know that he's the MVP of their team and by heart the MVP of the league, they're going to take it personal. Yeah, I think you might be right on that. Um, it certainly will will give a little extra um, buzz to this. I, I'm trying to think back now. I wonder how many times one versus two in the MVP balloting have faced off in the Super Bowl. It's probably pretty rare. So yeah. it's kind of a cool little subplot. And you're right about the pick six here. I'm, I'm trying to think when, when was the last pick six they had. It, it's been a while. Early in the season, but I can't remember who it was. Was it Bradbury against the Lions? It could have been one? Bradbury. It could have yeah. been. I don't know if C.J. Gigi got one, but I, I think Bradbury got one. And I called into you about a week ago, and I was talking about how we are going to beat San Fran by 14 to 17. You were right. I, I got the same thing, right? I really do think this is the best roster that's ever been assembled put in the uh, Sour Cap era. Well, it, it, it's up there. And if they win this game, if, if they complete it and, and win it with margin, Scott, I, I definitely think we'll talk about it that way. Scott, I appreciate it. So let me, let me pull this up because I saw this today, and um, I think it's an interesting way of looking at this. So Jimmy Kemsky posted this earlier from Philly Voice. Um, the idea of the Eagles' point differential in the postseason and where that ranks all time. So this is just just the postseason, okay? This is not for the full year, but just just the postseason – Best NFL point differentials all time within the postseason. So, obviously, you know, I would say most of these teams played three games. If you're going to win, you know, most teams that win the Super Bowl probably had a bye. Um, you could play four games. Obviously, the Eagles so far have only played two. So, right now, the Eagles point differential in the two playoff games, uh, it's fi- plus 55. They've outscored the Giants and the, and the 49ers combined by 55 points. Right now, without even playing the Super Bowl, that ranks three, six, nine. 12, 15th ever in the postseason. 15th best point differential ever in the postseason uh, with a game to go. Now, if they win this game by margin, which our last caller um, threw out the idea of like a 14, a double-digit point win, let's just say they win this game by 15 points. I don't think it will be that. I, I think it's a much closer game. But if, but if, if the Eagles beat the Chiefs by 15 or more points, they will have the sixth best point differential in the history of the postseason. The only teams, and I think this is a kind of a glimpse of dominance, right? The only teams that have better than, so the Eagles are plus 55. If they win this game by 15, they'd be plus 70. The only teams in NFL history to be better than plus 70 in the postseason, the 89 Niners, Montana, the 86 Giants, uh, LT, 85 Bears, maybe the greatest defense of all time, 83 Raiders, 2,000 Ravens, maybe the second best defense or you know, whatever you think, 85 Bears, oh, you know, 2,000 Ravens, best defenses ever. So they are – they're kind of creeping up if they have one more double-digit win to be part of that company. And the other teams in this mix, um, the 92 Cowboys, a team part of a dynasty, is the 77 Cowboys, 94 49ers, right? The, the 90 Bills, like there's the, the, the 78 Steelers, 84 49ers. So some of the great teams with great quarterbacks, dynasty type of teams are on this list. Yeah, this is a special football team. Now they have to, they have to finish this. But by doing it against the Chiefs on Sunday. 215-592-9494. My gut feeling, very close game. Eagles are down a score late. Jalen Hurts leads them on a drive. Devontae Smith over the middle, reaches over at the goal line. He just keep picturing Devontae, catching it about the three, a defender there, and he's got to lean and, and dive over to score the game when he touchdown. Michael is in Delaware with his gut feeling. What's up, Michael? Ben, how you doing? Good, Michael. What are you feeling tonight? I mean, I'm, in, I'm definitely in agreement with you, Joe. I think, you know, that close game is uh, is definitely a possibility. Now, I mean, I'm somebody who's a little bit superstitious. Don't wash my jersey throughout the season, all that kind of 
all that kind of stuff. And I've never been one to uh, get too confident into a game, no matter how confident I am. I don't want to be one of those people where it blows back, you know, talking about how well the Eagles are going to do, then somehow they go and lose and it blows back up. But, I mean, I think I think if all the – I think everything's going to go right in this game. All of our offense is just going to click. All the defense is going to click. I think these guys know this team isn't going to be the same next year. And they're just going to – everything that's meant to gel right is going to gel right. Uh, I think I see the seat being a 31 to either 17 or 24 win for the Eagles. Yeah, and Michael, that that, that kind of score, the 31 is a good number because, you know, we've talked a lot about the kind of game this could be and, uh, you know, how many points they're going to need. When Howard was on earlier, we, we both said at least 27. I I would love if the Eagles defense held Mahomes down for four quarters, but it, it just feels to me like they're going to have to score in the upper 20s, low 30s to beat him. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, I think the, the one thing that's really just getting to me about where I don't see it quite being as close a game and, you know, the Eagles, everything gelling right for them, is um, I just think we're going to control that run game and control the ball. Chiefs don't have a great run defense. I think our O-line will just step up. Lane will be perfectly healthy. Our running backs will do well. And we'll just control the hell out of the clock. Get a couple running, uh, rushing touchdowns. Get a quick lead. Force Patrick Mahomes to throw the ball more, which I know is not a problem for him. You know, force a – I could see there being a pick in the game. I could see Hassan, Hassan Reddick getting a couple, a couple sacks. Um, but I just see us really controlling the ball really controlling the run game, forcing the Chiefs to have to throw the ball um, and, and pretty much just run out of time, to be honest. I could see them – I could see it being like a 31-17 to 17 game. They maybe get a, a later score closer to the end of the game, make it 31-24, but just don't have enough time left on the clock to do anything with it. Yeah, and if they get to that number, Michael, and appreciate it, that like the Chiefs have to play a different kind of game, right? It throws the whole game off. The Eagles are up two scores late. Uh, as far as the run game, and I asked Howard this earlier, I, I'm fascinated to see – how the Eagles attack on offense because I think there's weaknesses within the Chiefs defense running and passing. I think the Eagles could do either. Now, if they run it a lot, it, it, it certainly keeps Mahomes off the field, but it also limits possessions. It, you'll have less possessions on each side, so that normally lends itself to a closer game. I think it's harder to run away from a team when, when you run more and there's just less time, right? Maybe normally you have 10 or 11 possessions if you only have 8 or 9, it takes away possibility to score. So I think it's interesting because my my I would think that they'd want to keep Mahomes off the field. I would think that would be the priority. Keep Mahomes off the field, but you also have to score. Right? You can't just like yeah, we'll just run the clock because you know they could score quick. So it, it's it's the way the Eagles approach this on offense, I, I think it's a matter of they could do either, right? They, they could the Eagles can move the football through the ground or the air. I'm not worried about like, oh, they can only do one or the other. No, that they could do either. It's a matter of stylistically how they want to do it, when they want to really establish the run versus the pass. Do they want to try to get a lead early? And we see a lot of throws early. Like, they came out against the Giants. They were throwing. Boom, down the field, Devontae Smith. Touchdown pass to Dallas Carter. They came out throwing, and then they ran the football. Now, this is a different kind of animal because it's, it's a great quarterback and a great offense on the other side. We could see them come out you know, and maybe throw it a little bit more. I mean, excuse me, run it a little bit more to keep Mahomes and the Chiefs off the field. 2 one 5 5 9 2 that is how you hop aboard. It's a gut feeling Thursday. It's my final show here um, on Radio Row before I head back east. I'll be on the pregame show, and, and we have like a, a, a gigantic pregame show coming up from the Fillmore Live on Sunday. Um, I'll be on starting at noon all the way through 5, 5 p.m. I think there's a couple hours I'm actually not on, but like 
a lot of those hours I'll be on. So it's going to be an awesome event Sunday as we get set leisure right up to Merrill, Mike, and Howard um, here in Phoenix, Arizona. So this is my last show on Radio Row before I fly back tomorrow, and we're doing a gut-feeling Thursday. When you picture this one, how what's your gut telling you on how this plays out? Mine, Eagles down a few points, maybe let's say four, last two minutes of the game. Jalen Hurts leads a drive. Devontae Smith over the middle. He reaches over. That That's that's the way I view this one. That's how I think this, um, this whole thing plays out, a very close game, high-scoring game, and Jalen's got to lead a drive to go win a Super Bowl, which uh, what a year it's been for him and, and what a moment it would be if we get that to uh, to end the Super Bowl. 215-592-9494 will come back. Your phone calls, and you'll hear from one of the great players ever, a Cowboy, telling Cowboy fans they got to deal with it if the Eagles win the Super Bowl. And uh, you'll hear what he thinks of Jalen Hurts. You'll hear that next. Your phone calls as well. Gut feeling on the game. Mine, Eagles win on a late touchdown pass. Jalen Hurst to Devontae Smith, very close, very high scoring. My gut feeling, what's yours? 215-592-9494 in Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94. WIP Joe Giglio with you. We have Dan Wilson behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. I'm live on Radio Row here in Phoenix, Arizona. It's WIP Ghost Daisy Championship coverage brought to you by SEPTA, the Philly way to go. Uh, it's been an incredible week out here. I know tonight is the NFL Honors, so I noticed some uh, some people that have been here with me the last couple hours are, are kind of making their way out. There's a red carpet um, down the street here in, in Phoenix, so it, it should be a cool event. Uh, and and we'll see. You know, we'll give you the news when it comes across when Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes are named the MVP. I would guess it's going to be Mahomes, even though Hurts was right there before he went down. All right, here's what we're going to do the rest of the show. We got Alex Cole coming up one hour from now, host 610 Sports Radio Kansas City. We'll get his perspective on this game. Uh, what's the latest with injuries? How's Mahomes feeling? Is Tony going to play? All that coming up one hour from now. I do want to dive into some X-Factors, players. You know, we've talked so much about the quarterbacks, but the non-quarterback X-Factors. We'll get to that coming up in a little bit here, and your calls, 215-592-9494, and a gut-feeling Thursday night. We've talked about so many elements of this game, but what's your gut-feeling? Mine, Eagles down, four late, Jalen Hurts leads a drive, and it's a throw to Devontae Smith over the middle. He reaches out as the Eagles try to topple the Chiefs and uh, and get the game-winning touchdown with a couple minutes to go. 215-592-9494. Um, right, before we go back to the phone lines, I want to play this for you, because I, you know, I, I like when the Cowboys have to accept how good the Eagles are, especially when it's a Cowboys legend. So here was Emmett Smith here in Arizona. Listen to this. Uh, obviously a big, big fan of Jalen Hurts and uh, and also talking to his Cowboy fan brethren about what they have to just accept if the Eagles do indeed pull this off. Here was uh, Emmett Smith earlier today. I love him. He's a proven champion. They have a great chance of winning this week. And he is the reason why they will win. What are Cowboys fans going to say if the Eagles do win the Super Bowl? Can't say nothing. Can't say nothing. Keep your mouth closed. Can we keep that cut in the system anytime a Cowboys fan Keep your mouth closed. Yeah, just keep, I'll play that. Can't say nothing. Just keep your mouth closed. Um, I, I love how football players appreciate Jalen Hurts. You notice that, Dan? Like, you know, everyone in the media has a different opinion. Chris Sims is a bozo. A lot of people were split before the season, and obviously he's had a great year. So um, I think Jalen Hurts is, is respected right now across the media in the NFL. 
But doesn't it feel like every time ex-players talk about him, they, they really appreciate him? It's like a game respects game and yeah. like a work ethic, you know, respects work ethic kind of thing. Like I'm not trying to compare what Jalen Hurts has done to an NBA legend, but like it, his his mindset is like a little Kobe esque. Like he never he like never smiles. His mindset never wavers from like just all business all the time. You rarely see any emotion from that guy, and I think you saw it best when you know Kobe had his accident a few years ago. But even while he was playing for 20 years, like. Every NBA player loves Kobe Bryant. Every NFL player, even at this young age of 24, loves Jalen Hurts because it's like everything from like, especially a former player like Emmett Smith's perspective, even as a former Cowboy, it's like, how could you not love this guy? This is everything you would preach to get everything possible out of your career. Yeah, I just I, th- I think it's great. I mean, I'm sure Cowboys fans squirm when they saw that clip today. And Emmett Smith said, I love him. I love him. So Emmett's obviously been won over here by Jalen Hurst. 215-592-9494. Gut feeling on this Thursday at mine. Eagles win it late on a touchdown pass from Jalen Hurst to Devontae Smith. High scoring, close football game. Kevin is in West Philly. Hey, Kevin. How are you? Good, Kevin. What are you thinking tonight? Well, what I'm thinking is far away from what you're thinking. Okay. All right. I like that. So tell me. Well, what I'm thinking, and I believe it with all of my heart, I believe that the game is going to be in the bag halfway through the fourth quarter, and Garner Minshew is going to come in and throw a touchdown pass. Wow. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen a Super Bowl where the backup came in um, because the one team was winning by so much. Wow. Well, you're going to see it Sunday. So you think they're going to score? You think they're going to score so much that it's a blowout, or their defense is going to suffocate the Chiefs? Like, how, how do we get there? Well, well, I see. I, when when they take Jalen Hurts out and put Minshew in, I see us maybe thirty-seven ten, and then Minshew comes in and throws a touchdown pass and put us over forty. But yeah, we're going to win by more than twenty-five. Easy, easy. Wow, I, you know, I, Kevin, I love your confidence. More, if they win by more than twenty-five, I'm going to remember this phone call. That, that's that's supreme confidence right there. Well, well, I'll remind you because I will be calling you in the uh, midday show. Or well, whatever. y'all can... come on at two o'clock now, right? Uh, so we'll be on at ten a.m. Ten a.m. to two. Okay, ten a.m. Right, I get yep. you. I, I will make it a point to remind you of this call. Eagles by twenty-five. Oh, uh, I can't. You know what? I hope. I hope it's our first call, our first show. Kevin, appreciate it. Um. Yeah, so just for, to give everyone out there some logistics on this, I don't know. I mean, right now, I, I don't know when uh, the switchover will happen. It all, it all actually, it truly all depends on if the Eagles win. Um, if they win the day after the parade, um, and we don't know when that will be yet. Howard gave us some intel a couple days ago that he's hearing Thursday of next week is, is a likely date for the, for the parade. I believe last time the Eagles won five years ago, it was a Thursday. So we'll see. Um, so if the Eagles do win, which I know a lot of us believe and most of us believe they're going to, um, whenever the parade is, the next day uh, is when the switchover will happen with the shows at WIP. Um, if it doesn't go our way, it'll be next Monday, so a week from a week from Monday. Either way, it's, it's coming up here. I'm excited. Um, I'm going to miss doing the show at night. It's, it's weird. Uh, I, this is not my last night show. I'll have some shows early next week, win or loss. So it'll, that'll – kind of be weird just to, to you know be with this audience uh we've been, i've been doing this show for five years now so it's it's a good chunk of time and i and i've enjoyed every moment i am excited though to go to the midday and for you guys to be part of that but we got a super bowl to win first before before we do any switch in here we got a super bowl to win we got a parade we got to have next week jerry is on wip hey jerry what's up joe how you doing buddy jerry i'm doing well buddy how are you uh, i'm gonna give you my dust deal right now okay 
There it is. There it is. Everybody's got to hear my gut feeling. So, <laughs> where, where, are, where are you? Here. Where are you right now, Jerry? I am about 15 miles from Roanoke, heading North Carolina. Cool, cool. I like uh, that. All right. So, yeah. what are you thinking? What are you thinking for for Sunday? Well, I, I believe I, I've been saying this all week. I believe it's going to be around a 10-point game. I, I, it might be 14 toward the end, and I think Mahomes may try. They're going to try to do the old get that last touchdown and try to do the onside kick, and we're going to recover the onside kick, and they'll be out of timeouts, and uh, we'll start the celebration then. Yeah, and it, Jerry, so. it will be, it will be a celebration. It, it'll be, if they have that moment, and we know it's over, man, the celebration starts in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I, I, I truly can't wait, and I'll be truly disappointed if we, if something goes awry. But I'm not planning on something going awry. I'm, I'm planning on celebrating uh, Sunday night. So that's yeah, my plan. I love it, Jerry, man, and you, you drive safe, and I appreciate you. Yeah, it's all our plans. I mean, it, it's all our plans to have a celebration Sunday night. And and this team, it, it's it's funny, for as great as they've been, and I mentioned this from the start as I was talking about my gut feeling on how they're going to win this on Sunday, from the start of this season, we really haven't had many of those dramatic moments. And maybe that's just – maybe that's the story of this team. They're so good. They don't win dramatically because they just – they beat you. You know, it's kind of like some of those Alabama teams in college football, Georgia in college football, where sometimes you have a year – where you're so good, there's not much drama. You just you 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 know you win each game by by seven, ten, fourteen, whatever. Um, and if if this team, if this is their story, maybe they do it again. Now, that being said, this is their most difficult challenge to do it. In this game, would um, would certainly be very challenging because this Chiefs team has the best quarterback and the best coach, and they've seen all year. You know, of all their opponents, no one's no one's close to the Chiefs. So it, I think this is a big a bigger challenge than anyone they faced all year. But they've they've lived up to all their challenges. I mean, when Jalen Hurts plays this year, they are sixteen and one. That's that's kind of the, the statistic you just can't you can't shake, you know. And then really, it's the only one that matters. So we get yards per play, and we have sacks, we have interceptions, turnovers. Sixteen and one is sixteen and one when the starting quarterbacks on the field. Let's go to Jacob, who's in Philadelphia. What's up, Jacob? Hey, what's going on? How are you tonight? Good, Jacob. What are you thinking tonight? So I'm going to get my gut feeling out there. Uh, I think it's by 10. I think it's a 34-24. Um, uh, I think a big, big uh, Hassan Reddick fourth quarter uh, fumble, like a Brandon Graham type of thing. I think that's what's going to seal it. Um, but my, my key point is uh, I listened to the Marks and Ike show a lot, and all year we were talking about the MVP. And uh, Ike always brought up that it's been so long since the MVP of the league has actually won the Super Bowl. 1999. Yeah, 99. I was, I was like three years old. <laughs> I was a kid. Uh, so, like, if that's real, we're either going to see history be made since then or it's going to normal and we're going to win a Super Bowl. I think we're going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I do. Jacob, I do too. And I, I, I have to look this up. I wonder how many times over these years has it been one versus two in the voting. I think that's like adds a little extra subplot to this, right? Because I think we all expect tonight Mahomes and Hurts to be one and two in the voting. So that adds a little extra. Like it, it's probably going to be the Super Bowl, uh, I mean, the MVP runner-up, Jalen Hurts, against the MVP. That that makes it, I think that adds a little something to it too. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. Um, I think Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders is a long shot, but he may be uh, MVP. 
Well, you know what? And I, I think that's interesting, Jacob. I appreciate your phone call. Um, coming up in about 10 minutes, I want to run through some some players that I think are X-factors in this one, besides the quarterbacks. I mean, that's, that's obvious. The two quarterbacks are the X-factors uh, in the game on Sunday. But Sanders, you know, it's kind of weird how his season has gone a little bit under the radar. Uh, he's had a good season. He's had his best season. He's played like a pro bowler. Um, I'm not sure if the Eagles are going to re-sign him or not. They have so many guys to re-sign, and I'm, I'm just not, generally not into the idea of paying running backs. I'm not a Miles Sanders I'm just not into the idea of paying running backs. But, I mean, Sanders is closing pretty strong as as well. I mean, he had two touchdowns in the NFC Championship game. Could he have two more touchdowns? I, he absolutely could. Absolutely could have two more touchdowns on Sunday. Let's talk to Mike in Bordentown. Hey, Mike. Hey, what's going on, man? What are you thinking, Mike? What's up tonight? Man, my gut feeling is we get off to a hot start just like we did against the Giants. And I know I know, we're not dealing with the Giants. I know this is the Chiefs. I know they're going to come at us hard. But I just don't think there's anything that can stop this offense, our offensive line. I think we control the game. I think we get out to a nice lead. And I think later on in the game, uh, the Chiefs try and make, you know, a little bit of a, a comeback but we seal the deal with just a late touchdown. Uh, and then, I mean, we control with the running game. We got we got three running backs. I know you're about to talk about X-Factors, so I'll give you my X-Factor real quick, mm-hmm. and that is Kenny Gainwell, Kenny G. Um, he is the man. He has been the man this whole postseason. He's been so much fun to watch. And, uh, man, I just, I, I just think that uh, I'm confident. I'm confident we're going to win. I think it will be a close game for a little bit there, but I think the Eagles pull away. Go Birds. Go Birds. Love it, Mike. Yeah, Kenny Gainwell has been real. I mean, it kind of reminds me of a little bit of um, Corey Clement back in 2017. Now this is Gainwell's second year, not his first year. He was drafted, not undrafted. It's not, it's not a complete perfectly, you know, perfect comparison. But, you know, a, a running back down the depth chart that we didn't see this coming because his role all year wasn't, wasn't this. Yeah, you look at the postseason, it's basically half and half. He and Miles Sanders in terms of, of reps, in terms of carries, in terms of being part of this and you know Kenny Gainwell here you look over we, we talked some props earlier um and we were joking about the the Donna Kelsey how it went she'll be shown and a prop bet on that uh Kenny Gainwell's over under rushing yards for this game is only 19 and a half at FanDuel only 19 and a half I, I there's no such thing as a lock and, and a lot of different things could happen in a, in, a, in a football game I love that one I love that one um that and and that that's one to me that I think is He's run so well in this postseason that he doesn't even need a lot of carries. Like, how many carries does he need to get 19 and a half yards? Four? I mean, that's not much at all. He's become a guy they've trusted more. And I, I think we're just seeing the start of this with Kenny Gainwell. I, I believe next year he will be a, a part of, of this rotation in a, in a bigger sense. I'm. questions okay okay who's got the better defense the eagles, the eagles. eagles. okay who's got the better running back uh i would say the eagles it's not even close the eagles it's not even I close. Do, do i do think pacheco is a good player but i think the eagles group is better but you just said we got game well we got miles oh uh, yeah right yeah it's the, 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 the group is better yep it's not even close wide receivers eagles 
Okay, tight end, KC, quarterback, KC, okay? Yes, yes. Now, sounds like lopsided to me, but I know it doesn't always work out that way. It's on paper. you got to play the game. I understand that. But this year you would say Hurts is a little close to um, Mahomes, right? I mean, he's going to be running up in the MVP, so – He's comparable to Mahomes. Sure, not- yeah, no, you're, you're right. Now, I, I think before the year, if we if we kind of lined it up, we'd say, "Wow, Mahomes is on one level and Hurts is yeah. not near that level." This year, yeah, he he's played at an MVP level, so yeah, he's on he's close to that level. Sure, and, and I'm just saying this year. I'm not saying overall. Right. I'm just saying right. this year, Joe. It's going to be forty-one seventeen. There it is, wanna, Joe. And I want to touch on the Sixers real fast. You know why we're going to win? Bible just got traded, Joe. That just bumped up my spirits even more. I don't even care if we got a kitchen sink for Bible. He's gone. I don't have to watch a guy that is a professional basketball player that can't shoot. You know, I've sold Simmons. I don't need to see Bible. Yeah, we've had so. too many of those guys around here many, in the last couple years. Too many. You know, right. Yeah, it's just, it's just. I don't know how you can be a professional basketball player. What do you do all day in the gym? Like, what do you? I mean, like. I know I it, I, it. It drives me crazy how no. he never got better. And 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 the, the Sixers have a thing where they let these guys. And, and I get it. You don't want to give up too soon. But like a year ago, Thibel yeah. would have had more value. He would have had more value a year ago, and he got they held on to him, and he did nothing. He got more exposed, more exposed, more yep. exposed. You know yep. what I mean? But Joe, again, Jay travels home. Go Birds! I'll be talking to you when we get our second Lombardi Trophy, Joe. Appreciate it, Rob. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, Rob's been on the forty-one seventeen all week. He, he's he, that's his gut feeling. And look, we all have gut feelings. My my gut feeling is it's close. That this is a field goal kind of game at the end, and the Eagles are going to score score to win this football game in the last few minutes. That that's I, I almost feel like we're due for a game like that. Like we're we're just due for a game in which it's dramatic. And look, the the only game, well, they've had two dramatic games by at the end of the game this year. Um, I guess you could say a couple of their losses have been traumatic um, because of the way the games went. But in terms of wins, the two most traumatic wins at the end, Colts game, Hurts runs it in late, and the Cardinals game here in Arizona where Dicker the kicker at the field goal late in the game to win that one. Most of these wins are been dramatic. I just I feel like we're kind of due, and it's a big stage, great quarterback on the other side, we're due for a dramatic ending. I think we're getting that on Sunday. That's, the, that's my gut feeling. Rocky is up on WIP. Hey, Rocky. Hey, Joe, a long-time listener, second-time caller. Um, I'm in that long line. I'm in that line that's saying they're going to, to win this game. Um, but, but talking about X-Factors, mm-hmm. I, I think one thing that is maybe not being glossed over, but this team, and I remember a caller referenced the 17, uh, the, the Eagles that won in 17 playing this team and how they would lose. They would lose every time. The difference in this team is swagger. They have swagger. They have Jalen Hurts, who should be the MVP. They're thinking about that. And so they have sort of a a chip on their shoulder, I think. But at the same time, they are so talented. The things you've been referencing, the 16-1, the 70 sacks, I think it's going to be a blowout. I'm hoping it'll be kind of, of of competitive. But the thing that really makes me think that this is a walk, a walkthrough, is the last two games, I, w- I was sitting in church with my wife, and it was the before the Giants game. And there are a few, you know, mostly 49er fans are out here, but there were a few Eagles fans. And the ones I spoke to, you know, they were kind of hesitant and thinking that they would win. But I was sitting in church, and I said to my wife, I said, 
And I didn't say it with a whole lot of conviction. I wasn't loud. What I said was, I think they're going to spank them. Hmm. And then they spanked the Giants. They did. Oh, that, that game was over in 10 minutes, Rocky, 10 minutes. Then it happened again with the Niners. I was, we were in church again, and again I whispered. I, didn't, I, I wasn't loud. I said, I think they're going to spank them. So that's my gut feeling. I just wanted to, to, to give my contribution from out here in Northern California. I am a transplant. Um, I'm born in, and raised in Philadelphia, so we're, we're representing proudly out here. But I, I don't think you have anything to worry about. I'm just hoping it'll be competitive. Well, you know what, Rocky? I hope you're right, and uh, enjoy church on Sunday, and do the same thing. You got you got to keep it up now. Now it's like a superstition that you got to whisper it again. They're gonna blow them out or whatever you want to say. They're gonna rock them. Yeah, you, you got to do it again uh, after it's worked a couple times here in the postseason. And and look, the first two playoff games have, have been non-competitive. That, that's that's the truth. Now the last game obviously got a little wacky because the Niners injuries a quarterback, and it just became a rout. Um, but the bottom line is the Eagles have dominated their first two playoff opponents. The Chiefs haven't. The Chiefs have been in tighter games against the Jaguars and against Cincinnati Bengals. Now Mahomes was was banged up. Uh, I I tend to think if if Mahomes didn't, didn't get hurt in the Jaguar game, they would have kind of run away from them a little bit. I expected them to. That game ended up closer because Mahomes had to come out. He was not himself. All that. But the the Bengal game I expected to be really close. So now now we get this one on Sunday, and you know I, I got to say as the week has gone on. In the beginning of the week, all the confidence that I heard out there from you guys was, was actually making me a little nervous. Like, why, why? everyone's so confident in the Eagles blowing the doors off or beating the Chiefs. It's kind of refreshing now. I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel good about this. Like, yeah, I, I like that back home everyone is, is ready and, 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 and ready for a title, ready, and, and ready to celebrate this team that deserves to be celebrated. It's one of the great Philadelphia sports teams of all time. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop board as we talk some gut feelings here. And I do, I do want to get into coming up here, or X Factor. Some of you started throwing them out when you called in. Um, I'll, I'm going to throw mine out when we get back on the other side. Uh, I want to hear yours, along with your gut feeling on the game. You know, in X Factor, you could do one, you could do two, whatever, whatever you want to throw in there. Uh, besides the quarterbacks, because without question, it's the NFL, it's 2023. There's no game where the quarterback's not an X Factor. It just doesn't, play, it doesn't work like that. The games, especially in a game that could be higher scoring. The, these quarterbacks will be major X-factors. But I'm going to give you a guy on each side of the football that I think are X-factors for how this is going to go on Sunday. And and the guys I'm going to throw out, they might not be the biggest names, but, but I think they're going to play a real role in what happens on Sunday. Every Super Bowl has them. They, they, you know, Brandon Graham was that it, it, last time we did this. You know, And I don't know if we would have said Brandon Graham before the game. Nelson Aguilar had nine catches. Corey Clement had, had basically 100 yards receiving. Like, there's always players, there's always characters in each Super Bowl outside of the star quarterbacks that, that when you look at it at the end, you say, man, they don't win without what he did. So I'll give you a player on each side, and I'm, I'll put it this way. They won't win unless these guys play well. So we'll have that coming up. 215-592-9494. That's a hop board gut feeling on the game. Mine, very close, high scoring. Eagles win late on a Jalen Hurts touchdown pass to Devontae Smith over the middle, where Devontae has to reach out to cross the goal line. 215-592-9494. Say hop aboard. Gut feeling and X-Factors. We'll hit it next with all you guys on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Football fans, FanDuel, in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, has the perfect way for everyone to get in on the Super Bowl 57 action with a no-sweat same-game parlay. That means everyone gets bonus bets back. If your Super Bowl same game probably doesn't hit, it doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. 
Same game parlays lets you combine all your favorite bets for a chance at a bigger payday. So start building your own or just bet a popular same game parlay ready made for you in America's number one sports book. So I, I like Jalen Hurst scoring eight time touchdown. I'll go over Travis Kelsey's receptions and give me Devontae Smith over his yards. Fandle Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. New to Fandle, sign up promo code Gilio when you download the app. Either way, you'll get bonus bets back if you're no sweat. Same game probably doesn't hit. I really like the Fandle app. Make every moment more with Fandle, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Gilio with you. Dan Wilson, he's behind the glass back in Philadelphia. I am on Radio Row in Phoenix, Arizona. And this week broadcasting live from Radio Row. WIP Ghost AZ Championship coverage brought to you by SEPTA. The Philly way to go. Coming up at 9, we have Alex Gold, a host 610 Radio Sports Radio out in KC. He's actually here doing a show like three tables down from me. He's going to hop by at 9 o'clock. he give us his perspective on the game, the Chiefs, their injuries, how's Mahomes feeling, Kadarius Toney. And uh, what the vibe is at Kansas City, we know the vibe at home certainly is uh, feeling pretty good right now about this Philadelphia Eagles team. All right, back to the phone lines in a minute here with your gut feeling on the game. But I do want to throw this out because I was thinking about X factors for Sunday. And I think we all know Jalen Hurts is the X factor and Patrick Mahomes. They're the X factors. They're the quarterbacks. They're the most important players on the field for each side. But I do think, go back through every Super Bowl. We go the Eagles Super Bowl five years ago, just any, any big game in the Super Bowl over the years, you could probably find three or four players that made gigantic impacts on the outcome. James White for the Patriots in the 28-3 comeback. Brandon Graham with the strip sack a few years ago for the Eagles. You know, you go through it, you find those guys that make these big plays kind of out of nowhere. And I, I, I have two, one on each side of the football for Sunday that I think are going to play big roles in how this thing goes. Offense, we talked about him a few minutes ago. I think it could be Kenny Gainwell. I think there's something more to him earning his role and getting the football more than just it's a product of the game being a blowout. I, I, I think he's run the football too well in the postseason for the Eagles to only use him if this game gets out of hand. And I don't think the game's going to get out of hand. I think it's going to be close. So I think they're going to have to consciously put him in the game at the expense of Miles Sanders. But I, I think they're they're kind of 1-1A one one right now versus during the season, whereas Sanders won and game one was either 2 or 3, depending on the week and whatever. Uh, I think it's closer to 1-1A one one right now. So on offense, I'm going – with um with Miles Sanders and excuse me with Kenny Gainwell in in the backfield and on defense I was thinking about this because there's so many different guys you could pick they have so many pass rushers so many different players that have made plays here for them but I'm gonna go a little bit off the board with this one because I think they're gonna test him and I think he needs to make a play or two to help the Eagles win the game and I'm gonna go with T.J. Edwards or I'm gonna go with the linebackers I'll, I'll take both of them Kaiser White T.J. Edwards. The, the Eagles, I, I think, have gotten really good play out of TJ this year. I think Kaiser's been up and down better in the beginning of the season, not as good towards the end. But if I'm Andy Reid, I'm testing those guys in the pass game. I'm testing them in coverage. And I'm going to use, you know, I'm Jarek McKinnon's caught a lot of passes, like 52 passes this year. Pacheco's been a player that's come on for them. I, I would test the Eagles linebackers. I'm not testing their corners. You know, Kelsey's going to make his plays no matter what. But I, I have a feeling the, the Chiefs will throw the ball to their backs, Pacheco and and McKinnon over the middle, and it's going to be up to Kaiser White and TJ to cover and to tackle and not allow those little short passes to become 10, 15, 25-yard gains. Can't happen. So I'm going to go with the Eagles linebackers of White and Edwards, and I'm going to go with Kenny Gamewell. They're going to be X factors in this game. If Gamewell has a couple big runs or scores a touchdown, if maybe Edwards or 
Kaiser has a pass breakup or, or who knows, maybe a tip and it becomes an interception. That could change everything. Those are my X factors. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Jeff. He's in Wilmington. What's up, Jeff? Joe, how you doing, buddy? Good, Jeff. What are you thinking tonight? Well, first of all, last night I called and my call dropped. I'm actually out in Indiana. I'm a truck driver, just like my brother Jerry is. I so, love that. I love that. Yeah. Keeping you guys company on the on the road. Oh, yeah. Oh, always. Yeah, always. For 20-some years. Oh, I've only been doing it for a couple of years. But anyway, so I'm confident. I'm a little bit more confident than you. Um, I'm looking at them having a two-score lead, two-touchdown lead going into the fourth quarter, and the uh, the Chiefs pick up a touchdown late to make it a little bit closer. Um, I don't think it's going to be a big blowout. But the X factors, I like your Kenny Gainwell one. I was thinking about that, too, because if the Eagles get to the point where they're up a touchdown or, or 10 points, they're going to go to that, go to Gainwell and uh, Miles Sanders. And Gainwell ran really well last week. Yeah, it just feels like he's picking up steam. It's, it's funny. Some yeah. running backs, you know, some running backs, they, they run out of steam as the year goes on. Usually guys that get a lot of carries right by the end of yeah. the year, they're not the same. But then we, we, we saw this five years ago, Jeff, right? Um, um, Corey Clement, he had a gigantic yeah. game in the Super Bowl. This happens once in yeah. a while where a young player has got a lot of fresh legs. And he made a huge catch, too. Yes. <laughs> that really helped. Um, on defense, I'm actually looking for a big play Slay to live up to his nickname and come up with a, a big interception. Not necessarily a pick six, but something that will basically uh, um, basically tighten the game up and, and, and put the game away. You know what I mean? Or lead to, lead to the Eagles putting it away by him making a big interception. Yeah, I like that one, Jeff, man, and I appreciate your phone call, and uh, I'm glad we get to keep you company. So the big play slay one is interesting for this perspective. For, for as good of a career as he's had, he's had a very, very good career in the NFL since, you know, his Detroit days and, and what he's done with the Eagles so far. It does feel like Darius Slay, and I, I think a big part of it is he played for the Lions for most of those years, and now getting his chance in the postseason the last two years with the Eagles. It does feel a little bit like Darius Slay has lacked a signature moment in his career. I mean, this year's best game was probably week two against the Vikings, and he really did a good job against Justin Jefferson. But for a guy as, as popular as Darius Slay, I mean, he's got a podcast now on the Volume Podcast Network. He's a name. Like, he's a, he's a star player. He's not just – you know, James Bradbury is a really good corner, but I think Bradbury is closer to more anonymous in terms of, like, NFL fans. He's not loud. He doesn't have a podcast. You know, you know. Um, Slay's very well known because he talks a lot. He's out there. He, he likes, the, likes the spotlight. But he does lack a signature NFL moment. Picking off Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Now that, that will be a signature moment. Let's go to Joe in South Philly. What's up, Joe? Hey, Joe. How are you? Good, Joe. What's up tonight? What are you thinking? Uh, I'm with you. Everybody's way too overconfident. Like, this is unnatural. Doesn't it feel weird? It, it, the whole, it just feels weird. Like it, I, I, Joe, I don't know how you felt five years ago. Five years ago, I felt good. I thought they were going to win the game, even though they were underdogs against the Patriots and everyone was kind of nervous. This time, they're favorites, and I, I just, it's, I'm kind of uneasy. I, I was nervous, but I was, I, I was nervous five years ago. I didn't know if they could do it. I didn't know how much magic they had against, you know, if it was any other team other than the Patriots, you know? Like, I think we were all rooting for Jacksonville to win that AFC title game. You know, if you think back. Oh, yeah. We're all rooting for Jacksonville. But this is, like, I'm in the same boat, man, because it's like five years later, give me anybody but Mahomes. The, the dude's just unsackable. Give me Burrow, who stays in the pocket. Give me Josh Allen, who's very good, but the Buffalo Bills are a beatable team. Like, the Eagles are better than the Buffalo Bills. 
give me give me any team other than this. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't see a double digit win. Maybe they pull it out, but I I don't know, man. I think I think they kind of meet their match. I'm I'm kind of leaning Kansas City here, maybe in like a five to seven point win where you kind of never really get the sense the Eagles are going to win because they're kind of being kept at bay the whole game and they're close, but they just can't quite get there. And that could happen. Yeah, I mean, Joe, when you when you kind of project a close game, like, that's possible. We, we, we have to accept that, right? Like, if it's a coin flip kind of game, the coin flip could go the wrong way. I, I do feel like they'll pull it out, but it's going to be tight. I, I, I'm i actually now at the point I just, I just want the game kicked off because I, uh, I got all the nerves and the butterflies and all those things. Yeah, like, I'm kind of over being nervous and kind of – it just – yeah, like, I, I, I wish they were playing tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's my gut. I just think – I just think Kansas City's – I just come back to Mahomes is just unsackable, and that's the one thing. Something's got to give. Either the defensive line conquers or Mahomes is unsackable. One of yeah. those things has to give. It, it, well, you bring up a good point, Joe. I appreciate the call, man. So we, we've talked a lot about this week, you know, they got to get to Mahomes. I mean, that's that's the recipe for any uh, any team the Eagles play. It's, it's their recipe. It's how they built their team. They have the most sacks of any team that's ever been in the Super Bowl. Like, no team's ever entered – the Super Bowl with more sacks than this Eagles team, which is among all of the really impressive statistics that the Eagles have racked up this season, that might be the one that just is is mind-boggling. I mean, think about how many great pass rushes, how many great te- – I mean, usually I would say most of the teams that get to this level have a great pass rush. So, you know, you kind of have that, that as part of the whole thing. But, but how many teams get to this level – and have a, a pass rush this good? Not many. I mean, in fact, none. None have had, had racked up this many sacks. Not the 85 Bears, not the 2000 Ravens, not those giant teams with Strahan that won a couple titles. Like, nobody. Um, not, not any of the Patriots teams with, with Bill Belichick running it. It's, it's, it's amazing. But that being said, I, I do think it's kind of lost this year how Patrick, Patrick Holmes' evolution as a quarterback has been really amazing to watch. You know, we, we've been talking a lot here in Philadelphia about Jalen Hurts' evolution as a quarterback, and he's evolved tremendously from where he was at Alabama, Oklahoma, to where he is now as a player. But I also think we're watching an evolution of Patrick Mahomes in the NFL. So he came in the league. He was kind of like this wild buck that Andy had to tame a little bit but still let him do his thing, run out of the pocket, throw across his body. You know, he does all those crazy things. Um, but the one thing about Mahomes that is interesting Without Tyreek Hill now, he doesn't wait for the play to develop as much because he's not throwing the ball down the field as much as he he used to. He doesn't have as many guys. He doesn't have Tyreek Hill. That is, you know, he just waits an extra half second or so. He'll get open deep. He gets the ball out of his hands quicker, and their offense is different. But this season, he only took 26 sacks. And to put that into context, uh, this season, 26 sacks taken by Patrick That that 20 quarterbacks had more sacks taken than Patrick Mahomes. And he played he played all 17 games. So that's pretty darn good in terms of, um, you know, just across the league. It's, it's one of the best ones. And the sack percentage, um, you know, it's sacks compared to how many times you drop back to pass. This was actually even more impressive. He had the third best sack percentage. Only Tom Brady and Jared Goff took less sacks per drop back. So he doesn't, he doesn't take sacks. So that means on Sunday the Eagles are going to have to get there, take him down, or, and this is the, the point I'm trying to make, they got to take the ball away. Like, let's, let's just say he's not going to take a sack. He's going to get rid of the ball quickly. Okay, that's fine. It, that still can be a win for the Eagles' defense if they make a play. Pass break up, tip it up, get the interception. That, that's the way you, you beat Mahomes. Because I, I agree with our last call. I don't think he's going to just sit back there and get rocked all day. He's, he's become a better 
he's become smarter over the years. I, I think he'll throw it away, or I think he'll have a plan to get rid of it quickly. So can the Eagles make a play when Mahomes makes his play? That That is a, a key there. Hakeel's up in Manor. Hey, Hakeel. Hey, what's going on, Joe? How you doing, man? Uh, really Good. Really excited to see you at the, uh, the 10 o'clock, uh, the 10 a.m. hour now, man. Uh, sad to see you leave the nighttime, but looking forward to the uh, – let's see you in the mornings, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm excited to go, but I, I will miss doing this show. We've had a lot of fun on, on evenings last five years. What, what are you thinking tonight, Akil? Uh Honestly, man, uh, in regards to the game, I, I just feel every game that we went into this season where we thought it was going to be tough, you know, I feel like the Eagles made those games look easy. You know, I just think back to that Titans game. And granted, we know how the Titans the rest of their season went. But at the time, you know, we thought that was going to be a really tough matchup for the Eagles. Um, and with a couple other games, too. You know, I just I just feel the games are have been a lot more uh, or a lot less competitive than we anticipated they're going to be. I think this Eagles team is just that good. Um, I wanted to ask, though, so – I think uh, – what do you think in terms of all-time great NFL teams? So, like, you know, I, I think of the, the undefeated uh, Dolphins, you know, the, the 85 Bears, the, the, the Legion of Boom Seahawks, uh, maybe even the uh, the almost undefeated Patriots team. But where, where would you rank this team in terms of all-time great teams? I think they'll probably be – I mean, they'll definitely crack top ten at least, I think. But I uh, just wanted to see what your thoughts on that. And uh, yeah. best of luck at the 10 o'clock hour, by the way. You got it, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, it's – it's a very interesting question. Now, I think the key, and I think we'd all agree on this, in order to have this conversation in earnest, they have to win the game. Uh, I did. We did the show last week, and I said they, they are an all-time great team. I believe they are. But I'm also projecting them to win the Super Bowl. Like, if they go and lose on Sunday, then the whole thing is thrown out the window. But uh, you think about what they've accomplished, and I think there's, there's something, there's an extra element that we have to factor in. And I think it's almost like we have to – we have to have our mind open when you look at the numbers, stats, all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, when you're just looking at it as a whole, point differential record, they're probably in a block of teams, I would say. Off the top of my head, I would say 20 to 25 teams have had as impressive of records and, and gone on to win the Super Bowl. Let's just, let's just go with that. Okay, maybe 25 teams in NFL history have had this, this kind of year, 14 wins and a, and a Super Bowl championship. 20 to 25. So... With that being said, they're in that block of teams. But I, I think we have to factor in that Jalen Hurts missed a couple games. Like, if we're talking about resumes, you know, what a team does, their whole resume, or we're talking about them at their, at their very best. Like, if we look at the Eagles this year, when Jalen Hurts plays, let's say they win on Sunday. All right, that, that puts them in this conversation. All-time great team. When they win, when Jalen Hurts plays, they're 16-1. and one. If they win Sunday, Jalen Hurts is starting, obviously. That would be 17-1 and one and, and a Super Bowl championship. In NFL history, only one team, only one quarterback. And then you throw in postseason dominance when, when theoretically the schedule gets harder. Now I know the Giants and Niners with the quarterback situation, um, not exactly the, the most challenging th- – set of opponents, but now Mahomes is. Like, if they win this game with margin, and they have one of the great postseason differentials ever, point differentials, you throw that in the mix. They have won nine games against teams with winning records. Ten is the record. Ten, the most wins any team's ever had with uh, against other teams with winning records is ten. So you start stacking it up, like 17-1 with Hurts. Great postseason point differential when theoretically it's supposed to get harder. Um, you know, there's a lot that you throw in there. All the all pros they have. A guy that's going to finish runner-up and MVP. Like, you throw it in, and I do think there is a real case to be made 
that were watching a top 10 to 15 NFL team ever, ever. I mean, that, like that's. I, I think it is fair to say that they ha- they have a chance to put themselves in that mix, which is amazing because before the year, there was a lot of debate on if they'd be how good they'd even be. You know that they maybe they weren't even ready ready for this, and here they are uh, doing what they do right now. And obviously, you know, a lot of uh, or the biggest reason why they are where they are is is Jalen Hurts. I want to play this for you. Jalen Hurts, uh, excuse me, Harry Roseman was on uh, with Shady and Emmanuel Acho on on FS1. I thought this was really interesting, and it kind of takes you back in time to the pick of Jalen Hurts. Listen, it's a little over a minute or so. Stay with it. It's, It's really. I think it's a fun glimpse into how he's thought process, the team's thought process. Some of this we'd kind of heard before, but he kind of goes in depth on why they believe so much in Hurts, why they were willing to take the criticism they took at during the Hurts pick because the potential for the reward that he's now given. Here was Howie Roseman yesterday, FS1, talking about the selection of Hurts, the criticism, and what he's become. I think for us, you know, I don't know that any team in the National Football League has benefited more from having depth at the quarterback position than the Eagles since I've been there, you know, and you guys know that you guys are part of teams that made playoff runs with backup quarterbacks. And so um, I think for us, when we watched Jalen and we we saw him as a true freshman win SEC player of the year, compete for a national championship as a true freshman, we saw him have adversity, overcome it go to Oklahoma, be a Heisman Trophy finalist. And and it's hard to find quarterbacks who every year of their career you felt like were getting better. And so he got better freshman year, and then obviously to his senior year, and then from his senior year to the combine, he was throwing better. And I think the guy just has the, something inside of him, something unique inside of him as a leader, as a worker. And you combine that with physical tools, and you have a shot. And from, from our perspective, um, we talk about, you know, not wanting to have regrets. Um, obviously, we had a situation prior where we liked a quarterback. We got cute. We missed out. And then we were in a situation that we had to kind of keep trying to find another one. And, and I think um, anytime you see a, a player that you really like, especially at the quarterback position, like you go get them. And, and it wasn't comfortable for a long time. I mean, you guys know Philly. Um, <laughs> they let you hear it. They let you hear it. And um I, I got it. You know, I understood the perspective. I also felt like, you know, you always got to do what you think is best for your team, even if it's, you know, in the moment, not the most popular thing. And and I remember at first training camp, a couple of our vet receivers, and you could probably figure out who they were on, on that team, came up to me and they go, man, we thought you were crazy, but we kind of see it, you know, and uh, <laughs> it didn't take long to be around Jalen to see that he had the ability. He yeah. had the ability to be really good and he had the work ethic and leadership to whatever level that he could get to. And I don't know that we've still seen it, you know, even coming off an MVP season, you know, he's going to reach it because he's going to do whatever it takes to do whatever it takes to do it. Well, and he's done that. He's done it for a couple of years now as Jalen Hurts uh, tonight is up for the NFL MVP award. Some of the results are coming up for some of these awards, but um, just to go back to that, Howie clip there, I, I thought a lot of that Dan was really interesting. Uh, just the, the, they had, as much as they made that out to be when it happened, I remember when he came on with Angelo and Mark Cerise in the next couple of days, they, he kept making it out to be backup quarterback, insurance. But they they, they thought more of Hurts than, than met the eye. That's obvious. Like, they thought there was a chance he could become this, and he has. But then the other part that's amazing is, like, early on, the other players kind of saw something in him. He's talking about the vet receivers there, Dan, which we could go back on that roster and try to guess. As he said, you guess who they are. I'm going to guess Alshon Jeffrey. But – 
it seems like it doesn't take long for the people around Jalen Hurts to start believing him. That 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 that's what I took away. Like we believed in him, and then pretty quickly his teammates did too. And I think that's kind of what we were talking about with Emmett Smith. Like guys in the locker room see how hard this guy works, and whether they were all in on Carson Wentz or not, like they probably initially reacted like us. They they weren't expecting this team to take a quarterback. They weren't expecting that to be on the radar. But Howie Roseman doing what Howie Roseman does, like he saw the value. He knew how good Jalen Hurts could be, what the potential was there, and. Whether he truly believed he would turn into an MVP candidate or thought he was taking, not a flyer, but you know, just getting good value based upon how far he had dropped in the draft, he clearly saw some sort of benefit to drafting Jalen Hurts that not a lot of people saw and probably knew that whether it was outside within the fan base, outside the building, that it wouldn't be a popular move or sometimes within the building. With Carson Wentz himself, that wouldn't be a popular move. He had the foresight to be like, in the short term, it won't go over well. In the long term, I think it will, and... Obviously, it's a probably the biggest reason the Eagles are in this position. Yeah, and that's why Howie's as, as good as he is. I mean, that, that, it's his job to to do what's best for the franchise, even if it's unpopular. I mean, that's that's what a GM like literally. That's what his job is to to look at the long term, the best for the future of the team, even if it's not popular. And it wasn't. I mean, I remember being on the air that night. People were shocked. And here we. I mean, if I had told people that night that let you know less than three full years later I'd be sitting on Radio Row before an Eagles Super Bowl would hurt as an MVP candidate. People would have thought I was nuts and uh, people thought Howie was nuts, but he- here they are. Brandon is it Brewston. What's up, Brandon? Hey Joe, how's it going? Good, Brandon. What's up tonight? Uh good man. Um so I just want to say first off, um I'm very happy for you and Hugh uh for getting this midday show. I think um that you are you know are well deserving and you should have gotten your own show, you know, a long time ago. So congrats on that. Well, thank you. We're, we're excited. I'm very excited to work with him, and uh, and we, we're we going to have a lot to talk about, hopefully after a parade coming up this week. Yes, hope so, hope so. Um, yeah, I, I think it is weird that uh, we're all confident, but, I mean, it, it, it's the only thing we should be. I, I, don't, I don't really see any scenario where the Eagles lose this game, unless, you know, it, it's too big of a stage. But besides that, I don't see this defense underperforming um, and, you know, that's no shade um, like the Pat Mahomes, but this defense has been locked down all season long, and I, I think that they're just going to carry that over into this game. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if you heard it earlier, Brandon, when I had Howard on, he had mentioned uh, I think it's like 45 out of 50-something Super Bowls when the number one pass defense goes up against the number one offense. Like when that when you know we've had a number one pass, like the, the defense usually wins these kind of matchups. So you're right, the defense all year has been really, really good. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's gonna it's gonna be close in the first half, and this defense is, I think, is gonna get to Mahomes. It's not easy. It's very hard, you know, as you were just saying earlier, you know, to bring Mahomes down. But I, I think this defense is going to, and I, I'm saying Eagles is gonna win 34-20. Uh, love it, Brandon. Hey, Appreciate you- it. Oh, love it. Lost it there at the end. Uh, but I, I yeah, you want to you want to throw an Eagles chant in tonight when you call? We'd love that. Yes, the, we, the more of those, the better. As we get set for this game, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you hop aboard. Live radio row in Phoenix, Arizona. The NFL awards have begun. I think just down the street from where I am. I, I saw a red carpet rolled out as I got in to the uh, the building earlier this afternoon um, across the street. So I saw some some clips of some of the coaches and and their families and whatever going in. Um, I know the defense the the award that I did see that was out already, I guess they announced it, was the assistant coach of the year. D'Amico Ryans won that award. Steichen got votes. Um, Jonathan Gannon got some votes in there. So that's the one that is out. Well, if we get the MVP award uh, before 
the show is over. We'll, we'll let, obviously let you know. I mean, I would guess Mahomes is going to win this. Hurts finishes second. I do wonder if Hurts wins wins the Offensive Player of the Year, Dan. That that's he could win that. Um, Which is funny to think that the Offensive Player of the Year and the MVP among offensive players would be voted upon differently. Right, especially when they're in the same position. Right, like like why? Like what Mahomes? is the difference? Why wouldn't Mahomes be the Offensive Player of the Year? Like, what's the distinction there? I. I don't know. I mean, I, I do wonder if sometimes the, the voters are just like, we want to give him something. Like, he's not This way Hurts doesn't go home empty-handed, yeah. Right. But but he also could because I it just uh, in the betting uh, market, as they, they, closed, they closed the voting. I mean, the, the betting. Like, you, you can't bet on this anymore. But when it was still up right at the end of the regular season, if I remember correctly, Mahomes was the big favorite for MVP. Hurts was second. But I think Justin Jefferson was the favorite for offensive player. So there is a real chance. And I hope he, he uses it in a little trip. What on time show. is the show going live? It's 9 Eastern, 7 Arizona time, right? Yes. Um, so, I'm like, some sure. awards have been announced before, but, like, that's when the show comes on? Because I have it on here in the studio. I don't think it's supposed to be on for another seven or eight minutes or so. Okay, yeah. I guess the – I guess the. Uh, well, I mean, the assistant coach one is kind of like a lame award. So, maybe – That's maybe like a red carpet handout or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Here, D'Amico Ryans, who's not even an assistant anymore. Now he's the head coach of the Texans. But he, he's going to win the assistant coach of the year. That voting came out. Yeah, I'd imagine the next couple hours we'll find out. But – uh, yeah, there's a real chance Jalen Hurts goes home empty-handed. Maybe a little chip on his shoulder as uh, he probably finishes second in both MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. 215-592-9494. Your gut feeling on the Eagles on Sunday, a gut feeling Thursday. We're going to bring on a guest next hour. Alex Gold will join us. He does sports radio in Kansas City. And uh, I'm curious what he thinks and, and what the people in Kansas City are thinking of their confidence level. What's the injury news? What's the latest on Patrick Mahomes? How that ankle is? We'll discuss all that. We'll get to all your phone calls, and we'll let you hear what Nick Sirianni had to say earlier at his press conference uh, before uh, the evening here is over on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Gillio with you live at Radio Row, Phoenix, Arizona. It's WIP Ghost Daisy Championship coverage brought to you by Step to the Philly Way to Go as we broadcast live from Radio Row. Dan Wilson's back at Philly Behind the Glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. We'll get to our guest here in a couple minutes. He's just actually wrapping up his show in um, Kansas City. So he's going to walk over and hang out with us for a few minutes. Alex Gold, 610 Sports Radio, and uh, KC is going to join us in a few minutes. Till then, we'll go back to the phone lines. But I did dive into this. I wanted to mention it quickly. So we haven't had an MVP win the Super Bowl in the same year since 1999, Kurt Warner. It's funny, the last three times, two versus one in the Super Bowl, right? Like we have Jalen Hurts, who probably finishes two tonight, and we have um, Patrick Mahomes likely going to win this thing tonight. So there'll be one versus two in the MVP voting. The last three times that has happened, where the Saint, where you have the two quarterbacks, one and two, and MVP, and then playing in the Super Bowl, I, I, I went through it. It was Matt Ryan and Tom Brady in, in 2015, 2016. Um, and then the number two, Brady, in the MVP voting beat Matt Ryan, who won it. It was Breeze in 09 beating Manning, who won it. And it was Montana 81 who beat Ken Anderson and won it, which is kind of crazy. The last three times we've had this. Uh, two is actually beaten one. Maybe we'll get that coming up on Sunday. Joining us right now, though, kind enough to come over after doing his show as we're all busy this week here in Kansas City. Alex Gold has been part of the show before. I think, Alex, last I had you on the first time was before the Chiefs-Niners Super Bowl. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it was. It's kind of crazy that uh, b- both organizations uh, are, are back. I think it speaks to the general manager yep. for both organizations, certainly that they're back uh, in, in a Super Bowl. And 
Look, I don't know how you guys are feeling. At this point, I'm ready for the damn Oh, game, yeah. Right? <laughs> We've talked through every angle of this game for two weeks. I, yeah. So let, let me ask you this. So I, I don't know where this has come from. I think it's because of how well the postseason's gone for the Eagles. But I'm a little apprehensive because I, I tell you, Alex, I'd say 90% of my callers this week, they all feel great. Like, the Eagles are going to win by double digits. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. Like, I think they're going to win. But – I think it's going to be really close and tight. What's the, what's the Kansas City Chiefs fan feeling right now? So definitely a close game. Okay. You know, I, I don't think even the optimistic Chiefs fan that, that thinks, hey, the Chiefs are winning, the Chiefs are going to win this game, they don't believe it's going to be a blowout. Right. Um, everybody that has picked the Eagles does seem confident, which is, is kind of weird to me. I, I, I get it, but I still think people in Kansas City look at uh, the – uh, schedule of Philadelphia as a as a big reason why people are questioning what sure. Philly's done, and I know maybe people in Philly will say, "Okay, that's that's kind of ridiculous," but it, it it's something that I think some Chiefs fans have looked at, knowing the path the Chiefs went through to get to the Super Bowl versus what happened for Philly. Now, not Philadelphia's fault that the Niners ran out of quarterbacks or anything. Right. You don't apologize for for winning football games or anything, but looking at you know strength of schedule, and I don't know how much you value that, Joe, but. You know, the, the Chiefs were middle of the pack, and Philly, depending on the met metric you're looking at, was, what, 31st? And uh, so, so Chiefs fans feel like, all right, Eagles defense, big concern for Kansas City, but at the same time that it maybe isn't – it's not the 85 Bears. At least that's how people are looking at it in, in Kansas City. Yeah, and, and it's funny. The, the change in how Eagles fans have talked about this defense, it's, it's kind of built. Because Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, was not loved earlier in the season. But, like, it's, they've been on such a tear for the last two months. It's like, how do you not give this guy credit? They're sack, they're, I mean, they're basically racking up six sacks a week. It's crazy. They've, they have more sacks than any team ever entering the Super Bowl. But you're right about the schedule. We were going through it the other night. I think the best quarterbacks they face is your Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, because Rodgers is only like a half. Didn't he get hurt? In yeah, game you, we could throw Rodgers in, but he didn't have a great year. Yeah, um, yeah. And you could also, I guess, throw Trevor Lawrence in. But, like, that's the best five, right? There's no Burrow. There's no Allen. There's no Mahomes. Obviously, there's no Hurts. They can't play Hurts. But, sure. yeah, they, they haven't faced those guys. But, look, let's talk about your quarterback. What do you know? What's the, what's the sense of how healthy he is? I did hear NFL Network say a couple days ago he wants to push it in practice a little bit Friday, Saturday to see if they could run all the plays. What, what are you hearing about Patrick? That is the plan. Yeah, tomorrow and, and then on Saturday, that, that'll be the, the first two practices really where they go full go and, and really get a good feel. Like, can, you know, can, can he roll out a certain direction? Can he make those cuts? What limitations, if any, right. they're going to have? And Andy Reid even acknowledged earlier in the week that like he, he's not going to be 100%. And he's still a high ankle sprain. We know, I mean, it's probably March before this guy is truly 100% on the ankle. But I think we, we know that what he looked like in Cincinnati, which was limited at times. Uh, now he has had two weeks without a game in between and the rehab process. He'll be more mobile than what he was, of course, against Cincy, but t to what extent? I, I actually think you won't notice it quite as much unless the concern that everybody has that she's fan is one of those sacks that happen, because I'm sure there will be at least one sack in this game by the Eagles. Uh, what happens when somebody rolls up on that ankle right. and all of a sudden – then it re-aggravates, and then we're talking about a different story. Against Cincinnati, I think they were able to get by without the, the full mobility of Patrick Mahomes. Against this defensive front, which, by the way, I do think that part of the defense is historically great, uh, that part of the defense uh, I think is problematic. I mean, I, I believe if the Chiefs faced the Eagles two weeks ago, uh, we'd be having a different conversation about my, my real, real concern about these offensive line and Mahomes holding up against the, the defense there. Yeah, and, and to their defensive line and, and the rotation Eagles have, I was making a point about a month ago. I think it might end up, like, we might look back at this Super Bowl 20 years from now and say, 
That's the greatest collection of pass rushers ever on a team. It's ridiculous. I mean, it really is. Sue and Quinn are barely part of this. And, I mean, I think Sue goes to the Hall of Fame one day. And Quinn has over 100 sacks in his career. At, uh, what was it, eight, 18 and a half a year ago, two yeah. years ago, or whatever. And he's like, he's just like the eighth or ninth guy. It, yeah, it's nuts. The, the depth is unbelievable. And that's the one thing, if, you know, in Kansas City, they have Chris Jones and, and, and Frank Clark and Carl Loftus, who, you know, who have been great. They're not nearly as deep right. as, as Philadelphia. But I, I think the Chiefs' offensive line, I, I've heard a lot of comparisons. I, I don't know if they've had haven't in Philly. I've done a couple hits like you have, I'm sure, where people have looked at the Chiefs' Super Bowl against Tampa Bay right. and, and said, well, that, that could happen again. They could dominate the Chiefs. I'm not, I'm not sitting here telling you that, that Philadelphia might just have their day against Kansas City, but anybody mentioning the Bucks Super Bowl, I, I don't think you can do that same correlation here because the Chiefs were without their starting left tackle They're all and their up. starting right tackle. I mean, this is still the same five that have started almost all, I think, all but one game for Kansas City. Joe Tooney missed the, the early season uh, Cincinnati game. Otherwise, this offensive line is, is much better positioned than they were in that Bucks Super Bowl. So tell us about the evolution of Mahomes. I mean, we know he's, how great he is. Um, I – I, I'm sure you guys did it too. When when um, Brady retired last week, we like did our updated top five list. Oh, yeah. I, I already have him as a top five quarterback ever. I think he's that great, but it seems like he's different. Um, early in his career, run around, make a lot of plays, about by time. Seems like I mean, I, we were just going through it a few minutes ago. He only took 26 sacks this year. It seems like the ball's coming out quicker. He's a different quarterback now. He's he's smarter. I mean, the same way I'm sure you guys saw it this year with Hurts, and we'll continue to see it. Just realizing like what what you really can be capable of doing, and, and these are two quarterbacks that of course are are some of the best in, in the league. And, and Jalen Hurts up until the injury might have won MVP. I know tonight we're going to find out, yep. and I'm sure Mahomes will end up end up winning it. But the the ability for Mahomes to now see just about every defense you could possibly see. You know, we, we know the big issue a year ago, even with Tyreek Hill, was was how in particular what Cincinnati did to them in the AFC title game and only rushing three and dropping back in coverage and. He, he, he didn't have an answer for it. They didn't have an answer for it. It made him uncomfortable. Completely different story now if you even go back and look how he was in his MVP season the first time around when he threw 50 touchdowns. Um, they've been able to, without Tyreek, he'll spread the ball more. He's willing to take the checkdowns, if you will, uh, and, and just spread the ball around and, and not feel like he's got to take the big shot. Of course, he wants to do that. He's still... Ended up, I believe, first in the league in 40-plus yard passes this year, which I think I hear a lot of people talk about. You know, the offense is not as explosive. It, I get what you what people mean by that, but at the same time, they still ended up in the top five of big plays, passing plays over 25 yards in football. So the plays are there. It just looks so different. They're right. not as they're not they don't have the speed, of course, that you have with Tyree. Maybe Hill. it's not a 75 yard play, but it's a bunch of 25 yard plays. There you plays. go. Yeah, they're yeah. still able to get yards after the catch. You, you may not have the ability yeah, to take that 10 yard or 65 yards. Um, but he, he's just a smarter quarterback. And, and like anything, you, you've seen more along the way defensively. There's not a look that, as great as Gannon is as a, as a defensive coordinator, there's, there's not a look that he hasn't seen before. Right. That'll be the interesting thing on the flip side for Jalen Hurts and going up against Steve Spagnuolo, the Chiefs defensive coordinator, is, is what, what does Spags have uh, up his sleeve perhaps that Jalen Hurts hasn't seen? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. But I'll be really curious to see. My, my guess is they're going to blitz and blitz and blitz Jalen Hurts often in the game to really test him and see how he handles that. We're talking to Alex Gold, 6'10", Sports Radio in Kansas City. So, all right, let's talk about that, how you think they might attack the Eagles' offense because what we've noticed all year is the Eagles are – their MO on offense is almost like you do, you do whatever you want to do and we will react and we will beat you. So if the Chiefs bring a blitz or if they bring people up, they're going to throw it over their heads. And if the Chiefs sit back in coverage, they're going to just run. Like they're very comfortable. And I think it maybe hurts his best quality that there's no ego – he, he just – it's like it's a numbers game. Like, you're giving us a light box, we're going to pound you all day. So exactly. what's your guess? Do you think the Chiefs fear the run game and are going to force Hurst to throw, or do they fear 
A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, they're going to say, you know what, just run it. I think it's all about fear in the run game and Jalen Hurts' ability. And that, that's that's the dilemma that you have. That's why this has worked so well right. for Jalen Hurts is if you're Spags, you do have to pick your poison to a certain extent. But also make Jalen Hurts prove the shoulder's fine. I mean, I don't know what you guys have been saying in Philly, but for, for me, the, the shoulder is still a major question. I, I don't feel like it's been necessarily talked about enough. Everybody's focused on the ankle of Mahomes, and I, and I get it. But I, w- I want to see if Jalen Hurts can throw the ball 35, 40, 50 yards down the field. He's three. So since know? he came back from the injury – Three of ten, 20-plus yards. So that's the question. Yeah. Look, and maybe two more weeks, maybe we're going to be sitting here and sure. he's going to be fine, and there's a very you know, likely scenario where that's the case. But So I think Spags will, to answer your question, blitz often. Um, and, and with that, okay, except the one-on-one matchups. A.J. Brown, <laughs> unbelievable wide receiver. How is Trent McDuffie or Legereus Sneed, these young corners that they have back there, how are they going to fare? And, and I think they're willing to take that risk to see how it goes, even if you're telling me that, it gets them on one at some point. They still might feel that's the better philosophy because I think game script-wise, if Philadelphia gets up early, which is, of course, the, the scenario that fits best for them, not just because they're up, but what they want to do, right? right, run the ball. If Kansas City trails in the game, I don't think people are as nervous in Kansas City uh, necessarily just because the confidence that Mahomes can come You've back seen and, and throw the ball. So I think they're willing to take the risk um, that, that might maybe Jalen Hurts you know, throws a bad pass because the shoulder's, the, the shoulder's not right or – or whatever it may be, and, and think that they have some guys that can maybe intercept Jalen Hurts early on in this game. Is there a feeling of, maybe the pressure's not the right word, but like sense of urgency with the Chiefs? I mean, it, it's interesting to look at what the run they've had the last five years, right? Like five straight home AFC title games, best quarterback in the league. But I feel like this is like a pivot point for this group, right? Like two championships for Mahomes, and away they go. Like this, they're special. I feel like if they don't win, though, if the Eagles beat them, it's going to almost be looked at as a missed opportunity. Like, five great years, five home AFC title games, only one Super Bowl. Have you guys talked about, like, got to get this one? Yeah, so not, you know, someone earlier t- today, I, I did a hit, they were like, you know, is it would it be viewed as a failure. Failure, no. That's a big word, that, that, yeah. That, you know, that, that, that's a little crazy to me. But what you're saying as far as disappointing, uh, missed opportunities, a- absolutely. I mean, we, we know the history, if we're just talking on the coaching end of this, too. Right. Not just from Mahomes. I mean, well, look how we, we talk about Sean Payton, who just got hired in Denver, but with Drew Brees. He under, we, we think he underachieved he with Drew Brees. Yep. With Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. Like, only one. Uh, one. So that, that kind of – now, look, Mahomes only 27. Uh, so, you know, but we, we thought Russell Wilson was going to go to multiple Super Bowls. You just never know. I know everybody uh, feels that they're going to go to another, you know, four or five Super Bowls. And they might. <laughs> and they might. And they very well may. But we, injuries happen. Coaching changes. Who, who knows? Who else comes in the league? You, you never guaranteed it. And not, you're in the game. you got to seize the opportunity when you're in the game. So I, I agree with you. I think looking at this great run they've been on, uh, you, you got to capitalize. And, and if they do, then Mahomes is 27, and he's got two rings. Yep. And Andy's got two. That puts him also, you know, on, on I think there what, there's four coaches that have three or more, I think, in NFL history. Yep. So it, it, it starts putting you in big time. You know, I think even the dynasty talk – wouldn't wouldn't happen until they were in the spot to do it again next year, um, but that conversation could actually be a real thing. All right, let's end with this. Alex Gold, six ten Sports Radio, Kansas City. Give me a name Sunday that we're not talking about. Right, it's Mahomes, it's Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, like those names we've said on this radio station all week. Give me a, a name on the Chiefs that we haven't maybe said much this week, but I'm going to be saying it in my house Sunday watching the game. Whether I'm like, yeah, they stopped him, or oh no, that guy's killing him. Who's the name? So uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit. First of all, I think if Philly fans will be shouting this name uh, if you guys are having a good day. That's Orlando Brown Jr., the Chiefs left tackle. Mm. Uh, That is a big question mark for Chiefs fans. Can he hold up in particular? This is a guy that wants to be paid like a top five left tackle. Go out and earn your money. The Chiefs tagged him this past year. They might tag him again. 
if he's falling down, if he's getting beat up by Riddick and, and others on the front, that'll be a name that gets mentioned over and over. Okay. That's a positive one for, for Eagles fans. I think on the negative end, it would be Kadarius Toney, who is now a full participant in practice, had been dealing with a, a hamstring and uh, an ankle injury. And he's that, that speed element. Nobody can, can cut it as quickly as him in this Chiefs offense. They like to use him in the red zone. McCole Hardman's not available. He's on IR. He's explosive. Jet sweeps, Kadarius Toney. Uh, that could be a guy that could have some opportunities in the red zone. I right, appreciate it. Alex Gold, 610 Sports Radio. Appreciate uh, you hopping on, man. For Thank sure. you so no much. Problem. Enjoy the game on Sunday. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll certainly pay attention to Tony and all of the um, – I mean, all of the – uh, the speed of the Chiefs and all those guys. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the full lines here. OG Wade and Chester. What's up, OG? What's up? What's up? How you doing, Joe? Good, OG. What are you thinking? Um, I got a couple things, man. I'm glad you brought that up about the uh, Howie Roseman interview last night. I watched one with Shady and them. Yep. Because, you know, I don't know if you realize this or not. It is actually the first time how we ever or we ever got the real story on the Jalen Hurts pick. Everybody and his mother, meaning Ike and his inside uh, uh, people at the, inside the building, told him that Jalen Hurts was a, drafted as a backup. And I always questioned it. And if you look at Doug Peterson's reaction when they drafted him, who does a fist pump and gets so that excited over drafting a backup quarterback. Nobody, you know nobody, 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 never. When you look at, and, and, and what Howie said, the words he said out of his own mouth, we knew we had, we, we had problems at quarterback, meaning that they knew Carson Wentz wasn't the answer. This was before they even drafted Kevin Hurts. But we felt we were going to keep on doing it until we get it right. So they looked at Jalen Hurts, they liked him, and they picked him, Okay. Now, everybody, well, why would you pay him, Carson Wentz? Well, if anybody knows anything about business, okay, it was the best business decision he could have made because isn't it easier to trade a player and get something for him when he signed, sealed, and delivered? So basically, all you did was you made it where as though a team would be willing to give you a first-round pick, which we got for him, okay, because if he was unsigned, no team would give you anything substantial for him because they were a fear of losing him to another team when, say, he don't want to be there. So he can not sign with them and go somewhere else, and whatever they gave up as a draft pick, they would have lost. Okay? Now, my other point is this here. I keep hearing our schedule. Like, the guy that just left off, he talking about the strength of our schedule, the quarterbacks that we play. We play Jared Goff, who, had, at that, who not at that time, but through the league, had the number one offense throughout the NFL, okay? They were putting up 30-plus 30, 30 points a game. We went up against Dak Prescott, which we lost that game. We went up against Aaron Rodgers, which we won that game. And we went up against uh, Kirk Cousins, which we won that game. Now, the quarterbacks that uh, the Chiefs went up against was uh, Justin Herbert. They won that game. Josh Allen, they lost that game. Joe Burrow, they lost that game. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So, I think that... They putting that all that mud on us, but really that question is more on their part because at least we beat the damn quarterbacks that we played. They lost them, and and they would not have even they could have lost to them 
playoff game against Joe Burrow again. That was yeah, the first time beating Joe Burrow. It is interesting, Wade. Yeah, when, when Mahomes has gone up against other quarterbacks close to him, right, in the same kind of realm, like top five guys, like Allen, like Burrow, like yeah, now we'll see Hurts on Sunday, he's lost a lot small. of those games this year. Yeah. He comes up small, and, and I don't like – I hate, like, talking negative on someone, but I'm tired of people just putting narratives out there, like we're stupid and we ain't supposed to know. Do you also know that Jalen Hurts lost uh, uh, one of his main weapons – for what, four or five games? Went a whole damn month without Dallas Goddard? So you might want to think, well, what was his numbers had been that we had Dallas? Remember we struggled when, when Goddard got hurt? Yep. We were yep. struggling offensively. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So, I, but I'm not giving no excuses. Sunday is going to prove it all. We ain't going to have to do no more of this talk. So my, my message going into the Sunday's game is no more talk. I like it. No more talk. No more talk. It's time to play the game. OG, I appreciate it. As always, I mean, we kind of have to talk until then. It's a, it's a talk show. It's a sports talk show So and a talk radio station. So we'll talk until then. But, yes, when the game kicks off on Sunday, the talk ends. All right, quickly, I've got some updates on uh, defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year. So Dan Wilson, Justin Jefferson is the NFL offensive player of the year. Here's the first award they gave out. And, uh, yeah, it goes to the Vikings wide receiver. Uh, okay, I found the voting here. So Jalen Hurts finished third in Offensive Player of the Year. Justin Jefferson first, and anyone by a pretty wide margin. Um, Patrick Mahomes second. Jalen Hurts finishes third, Offensive Player so of the Year. So it seems like just an award to give non-quarterbacks a chance, I guess, but also Mahomes and Hurts got a lot of votes. Like, I still don't understand the difference. but Yeah, I, I, I guess every voter probably handles the, the, the line of demarcation differently. Like, do I vote the same guy? Like, I mean, there is a... Like, seriously, if Mahomes wins, why didn't he win this, too? Cause if he was the, the best, best offensive player. <laughs> right, because if, if he's the MVP, um, and, yeah, right, he's the best player as the MVP, bottom line. That's what the MVP is. So you would think he'd also be the best, whatever. Um, Jefferson wins it, Mahomes second, Hurts third. Another Eagle did get some votes. A.J. Brown, uh, I mean, he was waiting at the bottom. I mean, he had four total votes. He finished one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like tenth in the in the voting. But I think it's interesting that they have a different voting system now. It used to just be the winner, right? Like the people that got first place votes, you knew their names. Now we know the like it's like baseball. Like when you look at the baseball MVP ballot or Cy Young, you can see everyone that got a vote. So AJ Brown received a few votes for Offensive Player of the Year. It was won by Jefferson, and then on Defensive Player of the Year, Nick Bosa won it. Bosa won it by a bit, pretty wide margin. Um, Parsons finished second. Chris Jones third. We knew were the th- those were the three finalists. Ma- uh, Hassan Reddick finished fourth. So Reddick finished fourth for the defensive player of the year. He wasn't really close. Like, I, I did wonder, like, was he close to the, the whoever third was going to be between Bosa, Parsons, and Jones? He wasn't. He had 19 total votes. Um, Chris Jones had 56. So he wasn't really close. So Reddick finishes fourth in defensive player and of the year. Real quick, just because I don't know if anyone else is watching this award show uh, at home while, or you know wherever while they're listening to us, but I have it on here in the studio. Uh, the host this year, uh, Kelly Clarkson, who is a Texas native, not taking Emmett Smith's uh, advice, came out decked in a Cowboys dress with all Cowboys players uh, lined up and down and took some shots at the Eagles in her opening monologue. So I guess the Eagles playing to prove her and every other Cowboys fan wrong on Sunday. So it's funny you mention her. Uh, I, I I guess this is why he was on there today. I, I saw a clip. Stephen A. was on the Kelly Clarkson show. I guess she has a talk show or something. Yeah, I, she I hosts she... a daytime talk show that I was probably in Arizona this week or at least yes. today. Well, that makes sense because I saw a clip today of Stephen A. on her show, 
and they made a bet on the game. So Stephen A is picking the Eagles, and Kelly Clarkson is, is picking the Chiefs. So she that adds up, yeah. No, yeah, she, yeah so, she's a Cowboys fan. She hates the Eagles. So here's their bet. If the Eagles win, Kelly Clarkson has to sing a song with Stephen A's name in it. Like, she has to have a song with Stephen A's Like, Smith's not name even just on first take. She has to release a full song with Stephen, like, name-dropping Stephen A's Yeah, he, he wants to be name-dropped in the Kelly Clarkson song. Okay. But, but if... If the Eagles lose and the Chiefs win, he, I think he has to go back on her show and talk about how much he loves the Cowboys. So oh, either like, way, that's fun. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. So, yeah, Stephen A. was on with Kelly Clarkson. 215-592-9494. We'll come back. Your phone calls. And then we'll get to Nick Sirianni, his press conference from today, coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And let me tell you about my friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook as we get ready for Super Bowl 50. Seven And, yes, we all have our systems when we bet for picking perfect upsets and combing through injury reports the night before the game. But there's one thing every better should include in their system, the responsible gaming tools available on FanDuel Sports. With these tools help keep your play in check and under control. Tools like time limits so you don't unknowingly spend more time on the app than you intended. Wager limits to help prevent you from betting more than you should. And you can even take a timeout, which pauses your account for as long as you may need. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. I really like the FanDuel app. FanDuel wants every better's experience to be about fun and entertainment. So visit FanDuel.com slash PlayWell and make responsible gaming tools a part of your system. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Dan Wilson's back in Philadelphia behind the glass. I'm, of course, here in, uh, in AZ, Philadelphia, uh, Phoenix, Radio Row. It is WIP Ghost AZ Championship coverage brought to you by SEPTA, the Philly Way to Go, as we broadcast live from Radio Row, Phoenix, Arizona this week. Yeah, Dan, Dan was just asking me off the air how close I am to the, um, the TPC Scottsdale, which is where they're playing the Waste Management Phoenix Open. So, Dan, I just looked it up. So where I sit right now, I did one of the, you know, the Google map search. I'm 16 miles from that golf course, so it's like half hour or so, I guess, driving. Um, but it is – it's interesting. Like, this, this city is like the epicenter of sports this weekend. You get the Super Bowl, and you get, um, you get the, the Waste Manager, which is a, a, one of the more unique golf tournaments where people are all like it's, – it's like a raucous crowd, which is the opposite of golf usually. But then also Kevin Durant was traded here last night. Like, I feel like Phoenix, Arizona is the epicenter of sport, epicenter This of week it right certainly now. is. Also, how's the weather out there? Because I just got a notification that – like there was wind and frost that suspended the tournament today. Oh well, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, I guess depending on what time. So it's it's interesting the weather here. So, and I understand it's winter, so I know in the summer it's it's hot. But I, I would say that there's two different days within the day, like temperature wise. Like in the morning when I wake up and doing the Beck QL shows in the morning, I'm up early because we're two hours you know different. So I'm up at like five thirty to go do that show and. Uh, I wake up and like I have my winter hat and coat on. Like it's cold when I walk out of my hotel room, and it's also when I leave here at night. It's it's chilly as I'm going to walk through Phoenix when I when I get off the air here tonight. But then like in the afternoon, like I went out for a run yesterday and and it was like 75 and and the sun is like really warm here, so it feels warmer. So yeah, like in the morning and night, Dan, it feels like it's it's cold. It feels like it kind of does at home it's it's winter and then in the afternoon i'm like oh it's it's almost like may uh or like you know sometime in the spring at home that's kind of weird and you know not like it, the weather isn't weird here for february it's supposed to be like 60 degrees here tomorrow it was pretty warm out today so no one knows what you know temperature it's supposed to be or what season it is anywhere i suppose but that is kind of wild but yeah like me seeing this 
headline like that there's frost in Arizona and that actually suspended the tournament. I don't know what they're supposed to do now. I know it's only a three-day tournament versus a four-day tournament. I imagine a lot of Eagles fans will make their way over to that tournament, as you mentioned, a lot of raucous crowds at the Waste Management Open typically. Uh, it should be pretty fun because they have it there this weekend every year. This is obviously being the first time it's coincided with a Super Bowl out there, I believe. Yeah, and the one thing to note, and I, again, I don't know uh, how they'll make up the holes missed or how they do this, but I looked it up earlier because I was wondering, like Sunday, for people who um, who uh, you know want to watch that or have a, you know, maybe they bet on a golfer or whatever, so the, the Waste Management Tournament is supposed to end. The Phoenix Open is supposed to end I think at like six p.m. Like like Eastern oh, it time. is on Sunday. It, yeah, it, it, fini- it, it finishes it, Sunday. Okay, it finishes Sunday. But like, if they are behind, I don't know how they do that because the idea is it could, obviously for TV, right? It leads the, right I, into it. Yeah, it leads. You like, like if you like golf, you'll watch it and then you'll flip over right to the Super Bowl. But if we're behind, then it could bleed and obviously lose some audience there. So that that's certainly interesting. Frankie is in Roxbury. Hey, Frankie. Hey, Joe. What's up? Hey, Frankie. How are you? I'm good, Joe. Are you still nervous? Uh, I'm feeling a little bit better. but I got some nerves, but I'm feeling a little bit better. Okay. Joe. Frank. Listen. They're, they're, they're not going to stop our running game. Joe, I, I was watching the games again today. And um, I, I was watching Bosa. Joe, they don't move. They, they, they can't. They don't know where the ball's going. And I don't think I don't think their defense is going to stop our running game, and and we're going to we're going to make a couple uh, big plays too. I I'm almost sure of it, Joe. And and like <clears throat> we are. The thing is, I just like I think a lot of people don't even realize how good this team really is. Well, I, I think, you know what, here's the best way, Frankie, for people to show it, for them to show everyone on the national stage. Win this game, beat the Chiefs. I th- You're right about the run game, how hard it is to defend. I mean, we've seen so many times this year, linebackers, defensive ends, they're frozen, Frankie. They don't know what to do. Joe, they did it They did it to, um, when they played Dallas. They did it in Micah Parsons. Parsons, yep, yep. And, and Joe, the thing is, they didn't, e- they didn't even block Bosa. He didn't know what he didn't know what to. They, these guys don't know what to do. The linebackers don't know. They they hesitate for a split second, Joe. It's so it's so crazy to watch. Like I I, I can't understand it. And see, like for for them to win, see they never played. Our defense is is playing so good right now that they never faced a defense like this. Like ours. Like, well, yeah, I mean, well, when it comes to sacks and it comes to getting the quarterback, no. I mean, Frankie, they haven't. I mean, no one has. They, they, they've been they've been off the charts good. They have. And, Frankie, we appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I mean, that's that that game within the game, Spagnolo against the Eagles and, 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 and Jalen Hurts and the run versus the pass and the RPO, that's, that's going to be awesome to watch. All right, so this is my last night here in Phoenix. We're going to play Sirianni for you here. We've been playing the Sirianni press conference every day. I, I I think it's um, one of those things where you want to hear what the coach is saying before the Super Bowl. So we're going to play it. We've got TK coming up at 10, and I fly back tomorrow. So I will not be on the air tomorrow night. I'll be flying. Um, I'll kind of be in route 
when my show is on. So next time we talk, I will talk to you guys during our loaded extended pregame show Sunday leading into the game. I believe we start at noon. I will be on at noon with Glenn Mack now, assortment of characters, Hugh Douglas, John Marks. We're going all the way up to the game. So I'll talk to you guys at noon on Sunday. Have a great rest of your week. Start of the weekend. Enjoy this. I mean, we, we don't, this does not come around very often. Enjoy this moment. Enjoy this weekend. We'll talk on Sunday on WIP for the pregame show before Super Bowl 57. TK coming up after Nick Sirianni on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Ruben Frank, NBC Sports in Philadelphia. <laughs> Good to see you, Ruben. Good to see you, too. Thanks for coming. Uh, hey, it could be a potentially tricky. Kenny Gainwell's reps obviously have gone up in the, in the playoffs. Um, Miles have gone down slightly. It could be a tricky dynamic between running back one and running back two. How have you navigated that, and how have you seen uh, it work with them? You know, it's situations within the game of, of where, where that's coming from. Sometimes there's a little bit more third down. Sometimes there's a little bit more two-minute. You know Kenny goes in uh, on those scenarios. Um, and then there's some there's some things that happen and no huddle after those situations where it kind of works itself out that way. But, you know, the, the reps have been somewhat even here over the last couple of weeks, and they've both put in good time, uh, you know, really good work, and uh, we'll keep rolling with that. Hey, how you doing? Hi. Federico Rivera from Mexico City, from Damebola. I remember you from yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Coach. Uh, what are those uh, main factors, the biggest uh, factor or factors that did change from the last season to this one that you guys are uh, in the Super Bowl? Uh, maybe the free agency, the draft? I don't know. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think a lot of guys have improved. You know, we've definitely added to our roster. How we did a great job of adding uh, really good talent to our roster. The guys that have been here improved, continued to improve, continued to be um, – you know, dialed into the, the systems that we're running, the things that we're that we're doing, and uh, so it's a little bit of it's a little bit of both. But the guys have played at a really uh, high level, and you know, last year we started in a little bit of a hole, and then got and got hot late, and uh, you know, so we're just riding a little bit of that momentum from last year as well. Front left, all the way over here. Front left. I don't I don't call on anybody. I'm sorry. Mark Meany, ABC yeah. Philadelphia. Um, I'm fully aware that it is the just this is the next game mentality. But do you let yourself have some pride, um, not even just for yourself, for your team, the organization, even the city of Philadelphia, to, to be in the spot, one of the last two teams standing? Well, well sure. You're, you're, you're happy that you're in this situation. You're happy you're still playing football. Um, and and you, take a lot of, you, do, you take a lot of pride in that. Um, but we're not making it any bigger than, you know, what, what it's our next game. And um, in the same routine, everything like that, we know we understand it's the Super Bowl. We're, we're excited to be here, but, you know, we're going through the process the same way we've been going through it. I know that I know that doesn't make for great news and great headlines, but, you know, that's just the way we've that way. That's the way we've handled it for 20 weeks. And we're going to continue to handle it that way. Hey, Nick, Sal Palantonio, ESPN. Hey, Sal. Nick, uh, in his three losses in the playoffs, Nick, uh, Patrick Mahomes lost a turnover battle and uh, also time of possession. How important is it to play keep away from Patrick Mahomes? You know, our, our job is to score points on offense. Um, you know, and that and and so sometimes that's the the way you you play it is is a keep away battle. Sometimes it is to you know try to score as many points as you possibly can. I've always been in the school of scoring as many points as you possibly can and trying to score more than the other guys. Um, 
you know, that, that doesn't mean that we, you know, in 2019, we played the Chiefs when we were with the Colts, and it was a little bit of a, a keep-away game. So I'll keep, uh, you know, so we have that in our pocket. You know, we also think it's important to score points. Obviously, I won't give too much of the game plan away of what we're trying to do, but we also understand how dangerous Patrick Mahomes is um, and how good of a football player he is. So um, it's just important that, you know, sometimes – you know, when you, when you do play a, a keep-away battle, per se, right, you know, you still got to be good and efficient on third down. You still got to be good and efficient to extend drives. Um, and so, you know, we know how important third down will be, um, regardless of how we play. Hi, Rachel Smith from Rising Media Stars. Coach, we hi, know Hi. We know how important Philly fans are and how big this fan base is. Do you think it's going to be a bit different during the Super Bowl? And if so, how are you going to play into that? You know, I, I think um, we know it's going to be noisy either, um, you know, no matter what. We, we've, we've uh, our guys that have been here in this position uh, know that it's, it, there's going to be a split field. And, it, you know, when we came and played in Arizona um, earlier in October, it felt like there was more Philly fans here, actually. Um, so... We're prepared for that with the uh, with the crowd noise. I know that the you know I know Chiefs fans are, are very loud, and I know Philly fans are very loud. So I imagine that when both teams uh, you know are on defense, it's going to be loud for both teams. Um, but we know that our, our fans we're gonna we're gonna appreciate the support that we have from them that are there. We know that they'll travel well and they'll be loud and rowdy for us. I'm oh, sorry. Yes, this is Gary Jones from BMH Sports. Normally, I ask the players this, you know, what are they doing to, you know, get relaxed? But what are you doing to relax yourself? <laughs> um, just going through the same process. Um, I, you know, my time to relax more so is on Friday. You know, Friday, we'll, you know, my family's coming in and we'll have dinner together. And uh, Saturday, um, just like every Saturday, I'll go take a nap. Now, this Saturday, I won't be able to go watch my son play basketball because we're not obviously in Philadelphia. Um, but those are the, just staying in routine. And really, the routine is dinner Friday night with the family and uh, a nap on Saturday. Nate LaRisha, Mountain Union. Great yeah. Senior, great senior coach. Yeah. No Purple Go Raiders. Raiders. Um, how have your multiple Stag Bowl championship runs compared you, or prepared you for this moment? You know, a lot of – I think what you'll – if you if you listen close to what I, what I say a lot, there's a lot of references to Coach Karras. So, um, a lot of references, right, Philly, Philly Media? Um, I, I think I probably get uh, one or two Coach Karras references a, a, a media session, and I have about four of them a week. And so you're going you're gonna to hear me talk about him. So with everything that I learned a lot from my union, and I think that I think you'll hear that from a lot of the, you know, you'll hear that from Matt Campbell at Iowa State. You'll hear that from Jason Candle at, at Toledo that we're constantly taking from our mentor, uh, Larry Karras, of what we've learned. Um, obviously, the week's a little bit different than a stag bowl. I think the stag bowl, we, uh, we bust to Virginia from Ohio on Wednesday, and so there wasn't quite the, the hoopla. So I'm not sure it, it completely correlates. I know the game was big, um, but as far as the, the week and what leads up to it, it might not co completely correlate. But what I do know is that when the, the moment perceived to get bigger and the game perceived to get bigger, um, Coach Karras had us locked in to, to 
do our routine. And I think you've, you've heard me say that over and over again this week is be in our routine. You know, don't let the hoopla or the, you know, the, the distractions get to you and just be locked into your routine. So, you know, a lot of the things I'm saying are either coming from probably my dad, uh, Coach Karras, or Frank Wright. So those are my mentors. Hi there, Coach. Hey, uh, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good, thanks. How have your uh, veterans who are a part of Super Bowl 52 uh, helped prepare the rest of the team? Yeah, you know, again, they're, they're, they just lead by example, and they lead vocally. They lead by example. They do, they do it all. And so um, they've been leading um, the, the entire time because they know what it's like to get to this moment and not only get to this moment but win. And so, you know, they, they've, they've uh, you know, really supported the what we've been talking about right is just no distractions because that's what they did uh when when they won in in, in uh super bowl 52 so we have great leaders um it's really rare um to have four 10-year plus vets on your offense and defensive line um that have played in philadelphia for that long so you know and they know how how special uh to put on an eagles uniform is and they they lead all our guys, and uh, we're obviously happy. They're our captains, our leaders, and and we, uh, you know, we win and lose games off the off the O line and D line, and those are good guys to have. Hey, Stacy. Hey, Nick. Um, my question is, Shane. Stacy, did you hear my bas- did you hear my basketball analogy yesterday? I did. Okay. Free good. throws. Yeah. What, you was, what was your routine? Um, it was like a one bounce, uh-huh. and then just let it. Let it rip. Stacy, I was one bounce, too, because then I didn't have to think about anything. One, shoot, let's go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, okay, let me get my routine here. Um, so Shane was telling me yesterday that Jalen literally is never, he's never satisfied. Um, what, what is it going to take to satisfy him, and how do you, how does that word resonate with you? You know, his, again, his will to win is so strong. I mean, that's why I've compared, that's, for, that's why I've had those comparisons that I've had for him. Um, and so I think when your will to win is that strong, I don't know if there is much that can satisfy you because then he, you know, he's just going to look if, you know, if we win this game, he's just going to look to win the next one. Um, and that's what's gonna, that's what makes him really good player. And that's what makes him continuing to uh, reach his ceiling because he, he's not satisfied. He always knows there's with all of us, right? We always know that we could do things a little bit better. So, that's accountability to me, Stacy. That he's, you know, continuously. Hey, he might have played an unbelievable game, but he's looking at the three plays he didn't make and saying, "Man, I can make those." And man, I'm not going to miss those again. He's not a guy that repeats mistakes very often, and that's what makes him special. And so, there, you know, there. I don't. I don't know. The, uh, to answer your question, what's going to make him satisfied? I, I'm not sure anything uh, because he's always going to say, I can do a little bit better. And how do I get, and if we, like I said, if we win this one, how's he going to go out and get the next one? I just, I, this is how he is. And, and that's why he's good. Nick over here. Hey, how you doing? Ray Garcia, Fox sports, Mexico. What an honor to follow Canada's best basketball player of all time. <laughs> Stacy. Nick, I wanted to ask you, you talked about the fans when you were playing away from home, but this season you had the best record playing outside of Philadelphia. Is there something that you do as a head coach or the team does to, to achieve that success? You know, just, just the way we prepare in the week and just the same, keeping the same routine. Um, 
you know, as, as, that we have each week. You know, there's some, there's some different things when we travel west that we do, yeah. Um, obviously, I won't let some of those secrets out, you know, but there, there are different things we do based off of, you know, you're playing an away Thursday night game. Well, there's a schedule for that. You know, you're playing a West Coast game. There's a schedule for that. And so um, every, you, like, you have all these different schedules that you have to be ready for. We're kind of obsessed with just figuring out, trying to, perfect our process right of you know whether you're playing a sunday night game at home or a monday night game or the away games like you're saying so you know we just kind of put ourselves in there so we can try to put the players in the best position to have their body you know when you talk about travel it's having their bodies ready to go um and so you know any edge we can get we're trying the the, the hydration the nutrition on the plane when you get off the plane um there's there's nothing we we aren't thinking about um you know, in that aspect. So, um, and the players, you know, are going out and playing really good games on the road. I think that has has more to do it, with it than anything. But, um, you know, but we'll we'll try to put our, put them in the best spots as possible in, in everything that we do. Hey, coach Neil Reynolds from Sky Sports in the UK. Given where you're standing right now, what advice would you give to young coaches who might feel uh, a million miles away from the NFL and from the Super Bowl? Um, you know, just, you know, work, work your butt off and, and continue to work hard at what you, and what you love to do. Um, um, you know, be yourself at, at all times and, you know, every detail matters. Um, and so, you know, and, and sometimes it takes a break, right? Like I, I got a break, right? I got a break in the sense that, um, you know, how I got into the league with, with coach Haley, Todd Haley. Um, and then with the people that I met and the, I've been around and, you know, you know, that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, what, five years ago. And that my mentor was offense coordinator there. And then he got, he got the, um, um, head coaching job with the Colts and asked me to be a part of it. So, you know, a lot of times there's sometimes it's about breaks. And then when you get your opportunity, just, uh, go attack it. Hey, Nick. Uh, Brad Gagnon, Bleacher Report. Uh, building on uh, my fellow Canadian Stacy's question about Jalen there, um, is there anything mechanically specifically that you want to work on with him beyond this year? Obviously, the accuracy has taken such a massive improvement in the last couple of years. What's next in terms of what you actually want to work on with him? That's, a, that's an off-season thing. Obviously, we're, we're, as we go through it and we grade the tape, we're, you know, you're consistently saying, hey, this was really good. You really want to give him positive feedback when he does the, the things right and when he doesn't do it the way you, know, you envisioned it going, you make those corrections. But I think that's what for the off-season off season is for, to really redefine. You're always working on fundamentals and, and getting those uh, fine-tuned, but the off-season really is for it to really have a plan of attack. Like, we want to get better at this, this, and this and so we're kind of we're a little bit we still got a week left and uh we're we'll get we'll dive into that and that's a uh answer not i know i'm not answering your question uh but you know he he'll he'll have a thing we'll have things that he'll want to work on and he'll attack it just like he did last year all right we got a last question here on the left with zach hey nick in uh if, if you think back before the falcons game last year you told us you thought about the saturday night presentation for all types of, of scenarios home opener winning streak losing streak did you ever think about the presentation for a Super Bowl? And, and, and what's that thought been like this week? You know, Zach, I have. And, uh, um, and I, I have definitely thought about that. I, I had something that I was uh, definitely prepared to do for this, this moment. But then, you know, um, it, my, I've altered my plan a little bit. Um, and so, you know, 
what we would what we'll, what we'll do on on Saturday is uh, instead of me talking, instead of uh, you know a captain talking, I think we're just going to open it up uh, to the floor. Um, Bob, you, I guess you could go in there and, and say, "All right, Kelsey, you're next." All right, because you're doing such a phenomenal job right now. Um, but you know that, and then we'll just kind of let everybody talk. Um, I think those are, you know, we used to actually do those in, in the Stag Bowl um, in national championship games at Mount Union, and I always thought that was really, really powerful when, you know, all the, all the, all the guys could get up and say what, you know, whatever was on their, their heart to say. Um, so we'll kind of treat it that way. Um, and so, I, like I said, I did have, I think I had, a, I had a plan uh, in some of my walks around the neighborhood of what I thought about in that particular case. Um, but we'll, uh, we're, we're. Uh, going away from that plan and, and doing what I just said. Hmm. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. I, I, I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what, I can't remember what I said in that, in that uh, 2003 national championship game against St. John's, but we did not, we had to, we, uh, I should have, I should have had uh, something written down for it, but I don't have anything for you. So. All right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.